tuned in to Bars and Hoops Radio. Where the world of hip-hop and sports live. Union Square, I was there. Bar, bar, bar. Yo, it's still the great. Pop the bitty one. Taz, let's fight. Zah, let's argue. Ball, ball, ball. And hoop, and hoop, hoop. Radio, radio, radio. J.O.J., $6 billion man. Yeah, uh, let's get loose. Yo, I number two pencil my bars. When it comes to hoops, I play the 4-5 with the drive of a guard. Tournaments with hood stars. They paid the ref a couple of yards to throw the game with an offensive charge. On the bench, it was a firing squad. Wasn't having it. They turned the championship to something hazardous. Some players just never made it out. They died by the dots. By the foul line, the empty Glock, the game shot clock. I know ghetto fiasco. Now I'm the truth, like the magic lasso. King of the castle. In Queens, I got a team of jackals. LT with the tackle, graffiti on the scaffold. Ball head with my shadow, rocking the giant afro. Big East with the stats. A triple threat, southpaw, rip through your breast with a pinch of finesse. Before I lay up, I try to bang it on them, rip the net. Bars and hoops, step your game up, we win, and who got next? What up, what up, what up, y'all? Bars and hoops, steals the great. Pop the bearded one. Let's get it. Dez Weir, Mr. Two-Piece, Zy Flair, yo, yo. and DJ J.O.J. on the ones and twos. We are Bars and Hoops Radio, fellas. Another week. We got a good show lined up for today, man. We're going to get to it with the NFL. We're going to talk some NBA. And we got a specially invited guest by way of the boxing world. He goes by the name of Anthony Yard. Let's go. 19-1. Shout out to Dez Weir, putting in that work behind the scenes to get make it happen. But... We're going to start it off with the NFL, man, and at the end we're going to get to a little bit of hip-hop as well, man. But Cam Newton last week made a lot of headlines, man. Signed to the New England Patriots. You know what I mean? Took a pay cut. You know what I mean? Jamal Adams chimed in on the situation. A lot of people chimed in on the situation. But before I get into anything, man, does this move the needle for the Pats? Well... Let, let us now all answer at one time. Right, well, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, Pop. Set like it off. Shout out to the beard and one, man. We going in today. Don't forget, give us a call later on. 516-206-0711. I'll tell you this right now, man. It it moves the needle because of how weak the AFC East is. It, I'm Talk sorry. About it. It, the, the fact that <clears throat> the Patriots have dominated this conference mm-hmm. for years. Mm-hmm. And we all know how Belichick get down. Mm-hmm. We all think, oh, Cam Newton, he's washed, that in the third. We've seen him run the twin tight end offense just when they lost all their receivers, right? Shout out to my man Aaron Hernandez. Rest in peace. Well, you know what I'm saying? We've seen Bill Belichick abuse these coaches left and right. So you, there's no way you can tell me that this is not a good move for the Patriots. I believe it's a better move for Cam Newton because, like he said, this ain't even about the money this time. Talk about it's it. It's about the respect. Talk about I it. I can't man. wait, man. I'm looking forward to it. Zai, what you thinking, man? He got he got um a lot to prove. You know, let's be real. It's a weak conference. Very weak conference. Yes. Um well I can't really say that. The bills are coming up. But um That happens every how, month. Let's see how Yeah. <laughs> bills let, are coming up. Let's Word. yeah. I mean, they they had a great record last year compared to the previous seasons, but Stack. let's see how he meshed with um Bill Belichick. You know, he, he, you know the biggest thing, talk, the biggest talk now is him and the celebrate celebrations. You know that he does. Will it be allowed? Is Belichick <laughs> going to have it? You know, are they going to be playing? You know, 
Is he gonna have a leash on him? So we'll see what happens. I hate that. Term. It's the Patriot way, though. <laughs> up, it's the Patriot it way. Don't the forget. Patriots way. So here's what the Patriots are getting, and like Cam said, man, this isn't about money. It's about respect. And to me, it's a it's a low risk for the Patriots, and it's a high reward for Cam. So here's what the Patriots are getting. They're getting a man that passed for over twenty nine thousand yards, one hundred and eighty two touchdowns, wow, one hundred and eight interceptions. He mm-hmm. also rushed for 4,800 rushing yards and 58 touchdowns. In total, they're getting over 33,000 total yards of offense, 240 touchdowns. One man. One man. One man. One man. And then you add that to what they already have in the running game. They got a three-headed monster with Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, and James White. Cam is only going to open the field up even more now for them. You know what I mean? And they have an excellent offensive line. Well... And they had a sitting duck quarterback with Tom Brady there. Me, now they got a mobile quarterback. So let me ask you this: Yes, who do they throw to? Who does Julian throw to? Edelman, the workhorse. But think about it: the Patriots have ne- historically never had superstar wide receivers. Say it again, please. They've historically never had superstar wide receivers. The biggest wide receiver that they Andy had Moss. was Randy Moss, and then after that was AB. Antonio Brown for one one game. Yeah. Right. So they get it done. But whatever they're getting, Belichick is known for getting the most out of C and D level talent. I don't. I don't even want to interrupt this. this but I gotta say this: Dad. we act like we never seen Belichick do this. We exactly. act like we've never seen this before. Yeah, yeah. Jacoby Brissett. Yes, we've seen Belichick take people that people thought were problems. Mm-hmm. And he turned them into winners. That's a fact. Randy Moss being the biggest one. My guy. I thought Randy Moss was going to give them. He was like, nah, I respect what's going on here. Facts. And I'm trying to win. And I believe Cam Newton's going to do the same thing. Now, as far as him celebrating the thing, I think that's just personal things that he gets into. But I think, right, I think ultimately, yeah. I think ultimately he's going to be able to forego that. I don't think they're going to be mad as mad at him. I don't think he's going to be doing that kind of celebration. Like, we, But Listen. They getting a good deal here, Listen, man. man. They getting a good deal. Yeah, they they they, the they definitely gonna make sorry, still. They, nah, definitely, they definitely gonna make out, um, because they already were ranked to go, I don't know why, to the to the playoffs with the other quarterback they were gonna start before Cam. Jared Stidham and they like him. He so, don't know um, why. Because, yeah. be, well, listen, <laughs> Belichick take take unknown guys. That's what she he likes to do, and he makes them better. So, you know, now you got a proven MV, former MVP. Facts. Let's see. So now. Here's the financial aspects of the deal, and this is what's going to motivate Cam. Mm-hmm. Because throughout his 10-year career, he's made well over $100 million. Exactly. You know what I mean? His base salary with the Patriots this year is $1.5 million. You know what I mean? He has the opportunity to earn at least $6 million more in incentives and roster bonuses. You know what I mean? So internally, in all, in, in all actuality, this, this, this deal can work out to give him at least $7 million a year uh, this year. Side note, not that he needs the bread and not to put his, his spot out there, but he, he going through a lot of litigation right now with uh his uh I believe his baby moms and his and his uh and his he got another woman pregnant on the low. Oh god. So he that's a whole nother situation. We yeah. you know, that maybe the money don't matter now. Oh sure god. Does. But let's just hope he, he do what he gotta do. But as far as Cam Newton playing with Bill Belichick, we're gonna see some sort of wildcat that we've never seen. Oh, we're going to see some some option plays. With that front line he got. Come on. It's it's going to be crazy because he's going to be able he's going to be able to run when he want. You know, they double Julian Edelman, you know, the other the other receivers mm-hmm. can be open now. 
Um, the running backs, like he said. Facts. The only thing he might miss is a good tight end, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. and not only that, not only that, we're talking about somebody who could tuck and run. Yeah. The, I, I follow Cam Newton on YouTube. Uh, he he recently started a YouTube channel, so he was showing a lot of his workouts mm-hmm. and a lot of the things that he's doing just to get ready. He's a different animal. He reminds me of LeBron James. I'm telling you, the, the way him, Odell Beckham, and LeBron James, it's like the way that they prepare for the seasons, the workouts. Saquon Barkley's another one. I follow him on Instagram. He's another one. They, they do these crazy workouts. You mm-hmm. think, why, why would they be doing that? Mm-hmm. And it's really helping them in the season. Mm-hmm. I can't wait, man. And, I can't and, wait. And not for nothing, a lot of players weighed in on the deal. And Richard Sherman, <laughs> shout out to Richard Sherman, kid. Yeah, he he always gets, you know what I'm saying? He always dropped jewels. He's a smart man. Stanford graduate, graduate by the way, man. Right. He, took the quit, he took the Twitter and asked, how many former league MVPs have had to sign for the minimum? Asking for a friend. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. A transcendent talent. Less talented QBs are getting 15 to 16 million a year. It's just disgusting. So I had to do a little research. I had to look at the top 10 quarterbacks in the league and see what their salaries were. Uh-huh. Number one was Russell Wilson making 35.35 million a year this not, year. Not no more. Ben Roethlisberger, 34 million this year. Aaron Rodgers, 33 million this year. Jared Goff, 33 million this year. Kirk Cousins, $33 million this year. Carson Wentz, $32 million this year. Dak Prescott, $30 million this year. Matt Ryan, $30 million. And here's where it gets dicey. <laughs> that Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, $29 million. And Jacoby Brissett, $27 million. And you mean to tell me that they only giving Cam $1 million? Well, I believe it's a negotiation thing. I think nobody showed interest in Cam, which is why I think he signed for that bread. But at the same time, when you just brought up Ryan Tannehill's it, 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 it definitely sounds bad because Tannehill was horrible this with the Miami Dolphins. He went to the Tennessee Titans halfway through the season, helped them get into the playoffs or to get as far as they went. And now all of a sudden he's worth that much more money but I, I not Cam? Him, that doesn't make any around. sense. He turned it around. He I definitely turned it around. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Also, jet safety. Jamal Adams, and this leads, oh, into, boy. this leads us into our next question. <laughs> Jamal Adams. I'm ready. You know what I mean? He took she took a shot at the Jets on Twitter by praising the Patriots and Coach Bill Belichick for this move. He said, I salute you, Coach Bill Belichick, for that. <laughs> That's real. Congratulations, Cam. As a Jet fan, J.O.J., how do you feel about Jamal Adams' behavior in regards to this new contract? He's definitely wilding. I think he want to go to the Cowboys, right? He wants to go to the Cowboys. Yeah, he want to go to the Cowboys. Like he grew up there, oh. and um, he's definitely wilding. <laughs> but he, he can be. He's used. messing with the um anti um what is it called the what? anti um, tampering mm. tampering thing. Like oh. he's getting real close to that. You know what I mean? So you got to watch what he say. But how do you feel as a Jet? How fan? do I feel him? If Digging he don't want to be here, right. get him out of here, That's, man. That's how about. I feel about it. That's get what him out of here. About. Keep the change, you filthy animal. You know what I mean? You so, take so. real players over here, man. Send them to the Cowboys. Is Let them be kidding? all that fancy. He said real players on <laughs> yeah, the Jets. Real players on the Jets. Real. All of them. Y'all ain't been real since 1969. Since your name <laughs> Don't worry about that. Yeah, we win the Super Bowl there. next year, baby. Yeah. 2020. Oh, we got man. the vision this year. You know what I mean? 2021, we got baby. another one of these. Yeah. So, Zai, man, talk about what's going on with Antonio Brown, man. Mr. A.B., one of the greatest talents, I should say, at, at receiver, um, was working out. 
I want I want to know mentally, and I know a lot of people want to know mentally where his head is at, because um, right now he's not playing for no team, so he's trying to get back in, sort of like a camp thing. But he was working out with Russell Wilson for the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. I'm gonna tell you one thing: if he goes to Seattle and uh, Pete Carroll doesn't allow the shenanigans. I might be scared. Of, I might be super scared of the Seahawks, man, with Russell Wilson there, and him, and him. That's a that's a good look, boy. But again, again, we hate to keep saying this, but it's not really what he does on the field that you worried about. No, nah, that ain't the problem. But he that crushed locker over. rooms. But that, but also, the Ravens were looking at him too. So imagine if Lamar Jackson gets him too. Mm. So you, those are the two teams that I, I mean, well, Seattle immediately affecting our bottom, my my team's bottom line. You know, I'm scared of that. But you know what though, it, it it just goes to show both quarterbacks have the similar playing style. They they could scramble in the pocket and and stretch out a play. So Antonio Brown will probably do well in both, depending on who's in the conference. Now, if you look at who's in uh, the the Ravens conference. You got the Bengals, the Browns, you know, yeah, uh, the Steelers. Other than the Steelers. They, right. They ain't know. really looking bad against nobody. But yeah. now you take Seattle's conference, it could get a little dicey over there. Well, you know he, what I'm saying? He may he may go to he may go to Baltimore trying to trying to send the FU back to Pittsburgh. You can see that. Or if he really serious about winning, I see him in I see him over there with a very proven quarterback, a Super Bowl winner, mm-hmm. and Russell Wilson. I mean, that's gonna be dynamic. And for some and for some reason, Russell Westbrook, you know Wilson. W- Russ, Russell Wilson, excuse me. He uh his his leadership rubs off on a lot of those players when he's over yeah, in he, Seattle. The it, lot, it everybody rubs. everybody responds well to him. It Pete, do, they do. Pete Carroll also runs a good locker room, so you know, when you come in here, you can't be doing that. Typical AB stuff. You got to chill, bro, because this might be your last stop before anybody say we don't want to mess with you no more. I thought that was already reached. And he still got his off the court issues going on as well. So you know, he's gonna need some of that, some of that NFL money to go. You know? Wow, wow. So I guess we just it just remains to be seen, man. Like, I, man, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm kind of kind of torn on that. Um, AB situation, you know what I mean? I think that, you know, he'll fit nice in Seattle. But um, it remains to be seen, man. It remains to be seen what happens. I don't know if he's even going to play again, to be honest with you, man. I think that he's blackballed. You think he's blackballed? I think that they're they're blackballing him, man. Because even if he does sign with somebody, he may not be able to play the first couple of weeks because of the uh, court case. Facts. The situation. So I just think that a lot of teams may not even want the headache. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's just like what they did to T.O. Like, like they blackballed T.O. because the headache wasn't worth what you was getting on the field. You know what I mean? A.B. is a different animal, a different talent, different different time of his career. But I just don't think that they want the headaches, man. I think the way that he swindled his way out of Oakland and what happened with the situation with the chicken, they talking about rape and all of that, and then with, with everything, the microscope being on the NFL right now, mm-hmm. I don't think that they want anything to do with him right now because that's going to shift the whole narrative to something negative with everything that's going on in the world right now with the whole George Floyd and prison reform and Black Lives Matter. 
they don't want to bring somebody like him right now because that just messes up everything. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You so, see how quick Belichick washed his hands and for him? real quick. We'll see. It's more. It's, it's uh more to be seen, man. That's and that's even if we have a a, a, a season. season, you know. So hopefully we do. I want to. I want to see some football. That's a whole nother ball of wax right there. Oh, so <laughs> shout out to Duana. Tell Zai he look like a reverend. <laughs> she better worry about them trains, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I got you the one. Oh man. But um moving on, man. The NFL short in the preseason to two weeks. Man, uh. Pop, talk about it. All right now. Now y'all know the NF- the NFL has cut down their preseason games. I don't know if everybody knows, but there was there's usually four preseason games. They've gotten rid of the preseason games in week one mm-hmm. and week four. Okay. So that's about 33 games that they're cutting out of their schedule. They already announced that the Hall of Fame game will not be played. So, And it looks like we could lose the preseason altogether. I think so. They, we, they've gotten some, uh, we've gotten some uh, positive coronavirus tests. Not necessarily a, a bunch more from the NFL, but you've gotten more from other leagues. Yeah. The M- MLS Soccer League, yep. I think 10 more. Baseball. The baseball NBA player. I think you got nine more NBA players who tested positive who's supposed to be headed oh, to the bubble. Yep. So they already started shaving off those uh those preseason games. And I guess this is uh this is this could really hurt the NFL season because the preseason is not for the players who already made the roster. We already know that. Yeah, yeah. The preseason is for the guys who are trying to make the team. Yeah. Pretty much. So it's like when you and then think about um, how far that stretch with hard knocks. I'm not sure if anybody watches that neither, but it's also done in the preseason of football teams. Yeah. So they give you a little insight so you can see what's going on with those teams. I mean, the option that also been on the table since early June. So a training camp getting closer. They trying to like mitigate the, the damage. Like, you know, we don't need to really, really, really get people sick out here, man. Talking hey. about we're going to play games. And they, and the thing that's really making it hard is that they, you know, are they going to be playing with masks? Like, we don't. I doubt it. Exactly. Because they, they're going to be uh, they're going to be overexerting themselves. Exactly. But what if they turn their face masks or, I mean, they face shields into masks like they, um. Like, like instead of yeah, like some some people wearing right, face shields like Barry all, Sanders all the masks, and Emmett used to do sometimes. It, it could happen. I think I think more or less. I think some of them might be scared that if a couple of players get sick, they could file um, a suit against them or something like I that. I mean, you know what? Okay, it's funny you said that. Mitch McConnell recently, uh, one of the things that he wanted to release with another stimulus plan for the United States oh, was that he wanted to make sure that a company couldn't get their pantsuit off by having mm-hmm. their employees uh, still come to work. And if they get sick, because we all know five years from now, this is going to pop up on TV. Like, oh, you you, if you were yeah. sick with the coronavirus, give us a call. Yep. You already know that's yep. going to happen. So, I mean, you don't, you, you know, you got to really look at it and go, hey, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. These guys play football. They play these sports for a living. I mean, you kind of—I I feel like you got to leave it up to them. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah. And if—and and I hate to say it, but if a replacing player wants to play in their place, then so be it. A scab. Hate to say—it's not—it's not a strike. <laughs> it's, it's not a strike though. Shout out yeah, to Zach. It's not a strike. But ultimately, they're gonna be playing one home game and one away game. But let me ask you: didn't didn't they? They already planned on um, 
doing away with some of the preseason games when they made the season longer, right? Right. They said that, but, but but they wanted to do that. Okay. They wanted. I, I don't know if so this, I think the this NFL because of COVID. This is just this is because of COVID. Do, oh, okay, okay. This is because of COVID, straight up. Yeah. And I think the NFLPA still has to vote on that. Yeah. On on the shortening of the two season. I mean, I mean of the of the, of the two games. It makes yeah. sense. So yeah. ultimately, it just doesn't make sense though. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said earlier, man, they trying to save face, man. They don't, they losing players at a rapid pace, man. I don't know if can you. I don't even want to put it in the universe because I don't want to jinx none of the seasons, man. No. I kind of do want to still see sports, you know what I mean? But I don't want to see it at the expense of people actually being sick, getting, getting sick, sick yeah. and then possibly losing their lives because you've seen healthy people go down to this virus. It's Absolutely. not just obese and. Fat people and unhealthy people with un- <laughs> underlying conditions. You got nah for real. It's, it's, regular, it's, it's, it's regular people that actually it's went true. down to this disease. So you know you got to definitely take that into consideration. You know what I mean? So, what, nah. Think about Rudy Gobert. Yeah, he's still saying his uh, sense of smell ain't back yet. Three mm-hmm. months later. And, and shout out to our special invited guest Anthony Yard. Salute to you, my brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining Come us, up. man. How you doing? Lions in the camp. Lions, Lions, Lions in the camp. In the camp. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, we're just you know, we going to wrap this session up, man, get to a little uh, DJ JLJ mini mix, and then we'll come back and interview Mr. Anthony Yard. Yes. Yeah. So, Jay, get to it, man. The number to call on is 516-206-0711. Bars and Hoops Radio, check in with us. Yes, sir. Back to live action. Let's get it. So we got the highlight of our show right now. We got Mr. Anthony Yard by way of London. Lions in the camp, man. Lions. Lions. Lions in the camp. Lions in the camp. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today, man. We really appreciate you taking the time out to kick it with us today, man. So we're going to turn it over to our guy, the nose hunter, Dez Where Dez said it all. <clears throat> you know, I got to say, 
My slogan. <laughs> Urban legends are born every day, and I am one. one. I am the nose hunter. <laughs> Yo, Mr. Yard, Anthony Yard, thank you for you know paying us a visit, being our special guest. Yes. Um, for our fans, our listeners, just tell us who is Anthony Yard, the man, and tell us your upbringing, where you're from in London. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, man. You know, it's a fantastic show. Yes, sir. And um, just about myself, you know, my name's Anthony Yard. Um, grew up in the streets of East London, you know, where just like other places in the world, it can be troubled, it can be hard to get out, hard to rise through it. Just a typical story you hear. But, um, yeah, I started boxing late. I started boxing when I was 19 years old. Wow. Turned professional when I was 23. Mm-hmm. I only had 12 amateur fights. But I just had a mentality. My mentality was this. If I want to get out of this this situation I'm in, I just got to have a certain mentality and that's just go for it. You know, straight Mike Tyson thing. No no points. I want to just knock out everybody. <laughs> uh, make right. a name for myself. And um, yeah, man, the, the, the journey's been... It's been nothing short unbelievable. You know, when I first said what I wanted to do, everybody said, oh yeah, take your time. You know, it's impossible. You can't knock out everybody. You can't make a name for yourself so so late in boxing. You need to join the the, um, the GB team, go to Olympics. Um, you need to go with the most popular coaches. Um, you need to play the game, basically. And I just said, no, 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 no. If you can fight, you can fight. Um, people love excitement. When I watch boxing as a as a fan, I like to see knockouts. So that's my method. And then now I'm here. <laughs> now, let me. Um, so, being a late starter, you yeah. uh, said you started boxing at 19 years old. It's kind of yeah. ironic how. You know, you know, people don't understand being a late starter, the pressures that you have and the people telling you that you can't do it. Like, for instance, myself, yeah. like I'm just a sparring partner. Right? I spar different like pros and amateurs in the gym. I started boxing at 25. Yes. And you being 19, only having 12 amateur fights like we, we we've had very few people like um, Jason Sosa, who had like one or two amateur fights and, and made his way all the way up to fight Vasily Lomachenko. Which is yes. a great accomplishment, I think. For people on the outside, they keep forgetting that when you start boxing as an adult, it's like you are learning on a job super quick. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. people, like, critique you, you know, to how much success you've, you've accomplished with that little. You know, the, the opponents that you faced, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, Anthony Yard, he didn't fight anybody, this and this. But, uh, you know, fighting fighters, when you're under 20 professional fights that have records of like 26 and three, that you know, a lot of ring experience, it's not easy. You know, yeah. you just make guys look like nothing. Like, I mean, I, yes. I see you're getting like first round knockouts, you know, <laughs> to the body and head, which is, you know, um. an amazing feat. So Boy. guys like you inspire guys. I mean, we had Sonia Lamanakis, um here. Uh, shout out to Sonia, uh, female heavyweight champion. And we had about two weeks ago. And she started in her 30s, you know, wow. and, became, and became a world champion. You know, what could you say your advice to late starters like myself and others out there who want to get into the sport and want to be successful and make a name for themselves? Uh, first of all, I'll say, I'll say thank you, man, for um, recognizing. You know, a lot of people don't, don't recognize or a lot of people just... They, just, they do the easy thing and that's a critique you know to be negative and um, my advice to anyone that, that is thinking about starting late um, I'd say look at history look at um, obviously you can't use it as, an, as a good example but it's still an example someone like um, George Foreman you know he 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 came back late and won the heavyweight title I think he was almost 50 look at Bernard Hopkins yes these people gained 
experience through the um, going through the boxing ring and you know gaining experience. But someone like Bernard Hopkins, the reason you have to look at him for motivation is he was in prison. <laughs> he learned how to fight in prison. Came out, um, had his first fight at light heavyweight, lost his first fight, and then came back at middleweight and became look one of the longest reigning heavyweight champions in history, if not the longest. So um, you know, there's always it just depends on mentality, your mindset. Um, what you think you can achieve. When I started boxing, listen, this this ain't no joke. When I started boxing, I had family, I had friends, close people to me, people that were distant, boxing coaches, the same to me, like it's impossible. Like you can't you can't just turn professional in two years. You can't just train and think you can be as good as all these people that have been boxing since they were age twelve, that have been to Olympics. How are you gonna get to you're gonna go to Harvard, you're gonna fight all these people, you're gonna be a journeyman. I was saying, all right, <laughs> I'm stubborn, I'm a Leo. That's what that's why the, <laughs> the lions in the camp. <laughs> that's what that lions in the thing. The lions in the camp. That's what it came from. So I just got a lion mentality, and that's I will be as stubborn as I need to be and accomplish what I need to accomplish. I'll use all my attributes. You know, I'll stock you when I was younger from athletics. So I used to do athletics. I said I'm going to use all my attributes. I'm going to use my speed. I'm just going to go in there with a mentality and not be scared of nothing and just go for it. So it's a mentality, really, and anyone can achieve anything they put their mind to. So. So, Mr. Yard, just a quick question. So, during those 19 years before you started yeah. professionally, were you were you <laughs> boxing amateurly in the streets? <laughs> you know what? This this was this was my method. Yeah, growing up, I never had no. Um, I had a couple street fights. Yeah, and I wouldn't even say they were they were fights. You know, I've no, I knocked out a couple people oh, on, the, on the roadside. <laughs> I, and, and I, I, I don't even hide this because I'm not a troublemaker. Um, everyone knows me. I'm very calm. I'm very I'm not a troublemaker, but when you grow up in certain areas, you know, if, you, if you're finding the wrong place, you're going to find yourself in problems sometimes. And that's what happened. But I've always held myself, um, you know, I've always been able to protect myself. And that's from, again, watching people like Mike Tyson. I used to stand in front of the mirror and shadow, try and shadow box identical to Mike Tyson. The reason why he was like, the reason I looked at someone like Mike Tyson because I saw myself as like, I wasn't really big when I was younger. Mm. And I saw Matt Tyson as a small guy knocking out all these heavyweights. So I was like, ah, that's my thing. So I started like doing all the practicing in the mirror. I started watching all these documentaries. I see how he used to get leverage off of bending his knees and all that kind of stuff. So I started teaching myself. And then I went to a, um, an amateur club in Leighton, which is also in East London. Started learning how to box. And I remember when I was 14, this is when I first went there when I was 14. I went there for like a month. My mum said to the, the coaches, I don't want my son in all boxing ring. So I wasn't allowed to spar. Oh. I went there for like, yeah. So I went there for like a month, um, hitting the bag and things like that. I left because I'd done athletics, so I left that, put all my effort into athletics, got injuries. And then, yeah, when I hit 19, I said, you know what, I'm going to give this boxing thing a try because I was naturally good at it. Mm. So, hearing your story, it's kind of ironic how, you know, things turn out. Hearing it, it definitely motivated me, even watching you. You know, fight Kovalev. I'm not gonna really ride on that too much. Just now, which which I bet. No, we we gonna do it. But I'm just saying, yeah. like the um, motivation that you know that you show the late starters is amazing. Like I actually used to be in a relationship with someone from your country. She was from West London. Shout out to that. Oh yeah. Oh. I, I actually sparred. <laughs> I sparred uh, when I went over there. I actually sparred your friend. This dude named uh, Kieran and Miguel's boxing gym. I don't know if you. No, uh, oh, Kieran, yeah, 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 Kieran. yeah. I spy yeah. him sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of funny because Shout out when, to Dez. when you talk about like confidence, yeah. now I had one amateur fight in boxing, and 
one in kickboxing. And I went to the yeah. UK when I was 30. So, you know, Kiran, he's, I didn't even know that he was going to be national champion. I actually went yeah, on Google. Yeah, ABAs. <laughs> exactly. I, I went to, um, I was in a hotel over there in central London. And the room, let me tell you, I wouldn't by any means. I put my sparring gear in the bag. Come I didn't on. have it coach anyone with me. And I was just like, I went on Google and I happened to find the gym. I said, what's the nearest boxing gym? I just want to go to work out and maybe I'll come in and spar. I'll water myself down, you know, just to see. And that was the only guy that I actually sparred, you know, sparred there. And he was a, a late starter, you know. Yeah. The hard thing, you know, seeing you fight and seeing that everyone is counting you out, it kind of motivates you. Like when you just talk about your mother not wanting to box, mm-hmm. like my mother gave me money to join my first gym was Judah Brothers. It was Zab's Zab's father owned the gym in um in yeah. Brooklyn. And I went there and I was like, Oh yeah, mom, you support me. And she saw me spoil one video of me sparring. It was like, nah, you know, I don't want you boxing. <laughs> Even though I didn't get beat up, it was just like yeah. you know, the support there is like, you know, when people say blood, set, sweat and tears, sometimes you just gotta go yeah. sit down and like be like, man, I have no support. I gotta keep going forward. Yeah. So, so I just want to talk about when when I saw you fight Kovalev, what was, you know, I've, I've lost fights before. What was it like, that type of pressure, fighting in Russia, going to the number one, at one time, light heavyweight champions country, and fighting, your luggage getting, you know, messed up, and <laughs> doing all type of funny things to keep you, try to make what? you drained. Like, I, I remember wow. that whole, yeah. Wow. I actually watched that fight, and I lost my wallet on the bus. My wallet ended up in right. Ohio seeing that fight because it was, I was like, wow, man, this is someone that's similar to me that actually did it. So what was, how was that feeling? The feeling was, um, again, you know, when you're, when you're doing it, it's like, obviously you've boxed before. So once you're in the ring, it's like, you're just in the zone. You know, you don't, you're not really, you're not really acknowledging everything that's going on. And that's, that's how my focus was leading up to the fight. Mm. I said this, I was like, look, I, I've grown up watching, or before I started getting into boxing, I studied, again, Muhammad Ali, Roy Jones Jr., Floyd Mayweather, Roy. Mike Tyson, you know, all these, all these, st- even someone like um, Paz, you know, all these guys that I, I studied and I watched, they all had some sort of triumph. They had a moment which made them great. And I just said this, I said, look, I'm not screaming lines when I come for no reason. Nice. It's not nothing. There's a lot of people that say, oh, um, Anthony Yard just hype. You know, he don't fight nobody. Let's see how he acts when he gets hit on the chin. Obviously, I know myself. I know, like, from sparring, how I, how I handled myself, from the amateurs, how I handled myself. I went in the amateur game and I bullied everybody. And again, that's not even me, um, like, boosting myself too much, but I had the mentality of, I'm not going to go and make a name for myself by going in there and playing about with anybody or going in there, keep on going a distance and winning on points. No one, that's not going to make no one talk about it. So um, me going to Russia, it was just a mentality thing. I said, look, this is the fight that's getting offered to me. It's my chance to become world champion. I'm 28 now. Or I just turned 28 at the time. And I was saying, it's possible. I know that, obviously, going to Russia, I'm going to have to win my knockout. I have to. <laughs> I'm not going out there and getting no decision. They, they will bump me. I don't care. Because his next fight was against Canelo. They've already planned the fight. So I said, all right. I'm, and I said it. I said, I'm going to go in there and knock him out. Everyone was like, okay, yeah young man you know you're you're big headed or you're arrogant I said no I'm just trying I'm just trying to be confident you have to be confident if I say I'm going to do something that's what I have to do so um you know there's a lot of people again a lot of boxing specialists wrote me off they said you know this kids have 12 amateur fights 
he's fought nobody yet. You know, he's, yeah, he's knocked out a lot of people in the professionals, but he hasn't fought no one. He, he don't know what, it, what it's like to fight someone like Kovalev, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the negatives. But in my mind, it was just like this. Great people like Muhammad Ali, look, he, he, he lost his boxing license, came back and become world, ta- world champion. Mm-hmm. It's a mentality. You know, if you feel like you can do something, it's possible. And again, I almost showed that it was possible. Um, I almost knocked him out. Once that bell rang, the only thing I could <laughs> listen, I looked to the sky and I said, no, because I knew I gave almost everything in that run. You know, everything. Because I said to myself, I'm not going to go out there, try and do this box, or I'm going to do this boxing thing. I'm going to win the fight or I think I win the fight and then the judges it's in their hands for them to say no you didn't win I rather it ended how it ended me give everything and then go again that's it Lions in the camp Lions <laughs> so in the camp. when you uh, when you when you got uh, when you got went down it was kind of a I, it's like almost like I got a flashback in my head because when I fought kickboxing I went to cruiserweight now I'm not a big light heavyweight yeah. I'm a very small light heavyweight I'm not a cruiserweight yeah I got I went down three times from like being kicked, like leg kicks, like, like this dude yeah. was super strong. I could only imagine. I was like, man, I've been there. I know what's going through his head in some way. Not at that level because I'm not a professional, yeah. but I'm like, you know, that type of, you know, you're a Leo, I'm a Virgo, so I'm right next door. So I understand <laughs> mentally, like, I'm not going to quit. This hurts like hell, but I'm going to get up because people are watching me. And yes. I know that feeling of getting up physically and mentally and trying to be like yo look I gotta hit this dude a body I gotta I gotta kick his legs from beneath him and like like I'm trying yeah. to break through it you know was that kind of thinking in your head like when you seen those jabs cause those jabs man I, I seen them start chabbing to your chest and body yeah, yeah. and I was like and you played it off cause I was like man that that had to hurt cause the Kovalev yeah, yeah, jab yeah. has knocked a lot of guys down man it's not easy yeah so with um with that, what, like when you, let's say, got hurt in that fight, what was what were you thinking at that time? Um, the way it happened for me was it was a lot of, it was a lot of, um, I don't know if this is the right word, but it was a lot of just, it was like cruise control. It's like I got into the pilot mode um, mm. situation, you know. Um, I got to the point where I said I've hurt him now because I always said to myself before the fight, I said to myself at some point in the fight I'm going to hurt him. That was my mentality. And if it's after the sixth round, I'm going for it. Because if you if you watch boxing, after that, the four or five rounds, people usually, they're in pilot mode now. They're just mm-hmm. going off of instincts there, you know. So a lot of boxers can't think past what they already, you know, they can't yeah. work things out, apart, yeah. Yeah. apart from the people yeah. that Fred made and things like that. But Shout out to everyone, goes, everyone goes into pilot mode. So I said, if I hurt him after the sixth round, he's going to, I've adjusted him, he's adjusted me, we know what the set is, and we're, gonna, we're just going to start trading. And um, at some point, I'm going to land. So when I hurt him and I went for it, and then again, he, he survived it and he started popping his jab again. I said, fuck, I, just, I don't even know if I can say on the channel, but I just saw and I was like, you know what, let's go again. And then mm. I think the next round I was okay. So the ninth round I was okay. And then the 10th round, the tiredness that came over my body, you know when your whole body gets hot and you feel like it's dehydrated? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> <dead. I> was, <laughs> I was stepping and my, my legs wasn't like, it's not that I was dizzy, but my legs wasn't, I was just tired. You can see with my oh, movement. And then I went for, I hit, I hurt him with a left foot. But then when I went for the next left foot now, he jabbed me. And this is again, I'm, I'm not one of the people that cry and complain. I will say this, God's in control. If if I got up, like I was going to get up and I tried to get up, he would probably hurt me severely. He would have probably mm. hurt me. Because I wasn't hurt in the fight. 
when I dropped on the floor, sheer exhaustion and again being off balance, running into a jab. <laughs> when I went to get up, the referee gave no count. Like wow. you watched like, the highlights. Wow. Yeah. It was a complete stoppage. It was kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, it, it was straight away. Like straight away. Obviously, I, the referee's doing his job. Everyone could see how tired I was. Oh, so right. <laughs> yes, I would okay. probably, I probably would have got up and got hit with a clean shot or whatever yeah. you want to call it. I don't know. Yeah, you would have got damaged. Yeah. That when was like I did go round. to get up here, yeah, the referee just literally, I saw him come over me straight away and I, I kind of like grabbed him because like, if you if you look at the, the camera came yeah, off of they us, turned it away. We went straight to Kovalev. <laughs> yeah. And when, when they, when they when I when I dropped over and I looked up at the sky and I, like, I was wobbling my leg and I was like, fuck. And I went to get up here. <laughs> the referee stopped me and I, sh- I, I went, what? Like I, I got angry. Yeah, but my coach yeah, yeah. got in the ring and said, Andy, relax, 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 relax. And then when I thought about it, I said, nah, you know what? He would probably smack me up. If I got back up here, yeah, he would have probably landed a big shot because I was tired. And that's something for me to learn from. Again, I'm not one of them them that them um delusional boxers. You two to a lot of boxing, they're saying, nah, I'm like, I got rubbed or you know, I could have got up and oh, done this. Robbery. I was to be honest with myself, my thing is this next time I just gotta be better. That's mm. a mentality, you know, you can only do better. Mm. And yes. it's funny that you um, you know, when you when you are that fatigue, like you're going up an extra level in competition and when yes. you have that type of see everyone makes everyone like that you know makes excuses oh you wasn't in shape oh you had too much yes. muscles like i gained weight I, I couldn't i gained weight to go to 185 and i made 183 yes. and you train your hardest but yes. when you have yes. that type of power hitting you and a guy has yes. way more more fights than you i yes. like when i was down i looked up because <laughs> um i was in a, like a small arena and I'm looking up, and I just took that deep breath. I had to count, and I took that deep breath until I got up. And then I see the doctor coming up, and it's like, nah, you're not fighting anymore. <laughs> like, and that feeling, you are angry because it's like you're yeah. not making excuses, but it's like I don't want, I don't want any praise. I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, you, yes. you don't even want to go out. So that feeling, kind of like when I saw that fight, it was like, nah, he's gonna be all right, but people gonna write him off. But people yeah. don't realize that Pascal had a had a uh, he did better than Pascal. He did better than a lot of other fighters. That. I've landed the most punches on Kovalev in history. Wow. Wow. The most punches, but it's... no one talks about that. And someone that's come with no experience to do that. Kovalev, again, him and his coach gave me all the praises in the world. Mm. You know, his coach came in the change room afterwards and said, I didn't expect that. I thought it was going to be an easy boxing match Show because I know doing. Kovalev's jab and all them kind of things. But you're, you're a warrior and don't worry, come back and all them kind of things. Obviously, I wasn't trying to hear that at the time. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, nah, F that. I lost, I lost. Well, you but, do got um, some fast hands. That's for yeah, sure. Man, I'm, I'm trying, bro. I'm just trying to work, you're, man. You're a Dragon Ball Z fan. I see. I watched you on one. Social, <laughs> social media. I was like, you, you asked a question online, and I think I, I sent a comment. I said, he said, well, what character would I be? I said, Broly. I said, you'll be Broly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight Broly. Come on. Super Saiyan good. Legendary Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> like Super Saiyan 2, Broly. Now, with um, I want to talk about Tunde because... Tunde also is into like nu- nutrition and, and so forth, but as of being a motivator, like see, like I did like I did critique Tunde. I will admit when he said that you yeah. know you could you know you, you could out 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 skill Andre Ward. Andre Ward is my favorite okay, fighter. Okay, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I yeah. understand you know things are for marketing and you have to promote the fight. Mm-hmm. And it was a very brilliant marketing by yourself and and Tunde. A lot of people don't yes. acknowledge that. Now, how was your dynamic? Was Tunde always your coach? Or did you have other coaches before, like finding Tunde? And how was your, you know, your dynamic with him? Um, I'm a very loyal person, so I had one amateur coach um, through thick and thin, and I had one professional coach, and I'm going to have one professional coach through thick and thin. Um, the the most I would do is again 
is add to my team. And um, we've got another coach there named Ade, Coach Ade. He's the big guy. You know the guy that wears a body yeah, belt for me? Yeah, that guy's huge. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's strong as well. He's strong. So, again, it's a team. I'm a very loyal person. So, I joined Tunde um, in 2013. Um, I started training to box when I was like two, in 2011. Wow. Um, and I That's and great. I start I, I started training with a guy named Tony Cisse. He was a brilliant amateur. He had a, a club um, named Omnibus. Again, he had his own club. You know, you know when you join boxing, there's always there's a lot of politics. You know, there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of following the crowd. You know, there's a lot of following <laughs> the crowd um, antics that go on in boxing. Everyone wants to be where the most people are, at, where the biggest names are. But when I joined Tony, I just got along with him. I liked his training methods. He pushed me to my absolute limit. He had no easy routes to anything. So me and Tony worked good together. We went through the amateurs. He wanted me to, again, there's a club in London named Repton. And that's like a, a well-known club. Um, usually fighters from there get chosen to go to the GB squad and, you know, go the normal route. But I said to Tony, I said, no, I want to do things a different way. You know, I want to go the hard route. I want to I want to knock out all these guys, the guys that are in these clubs. <laughs> and um, I want to help you, again, boost your name and boost your credibility as a coach. If I'm with a, if I'm with another club, you can't get your credibility. So, I had the same kind of method with, with Tunde. I joined Tunde in 2003. We went to Vegas. We went out to Vegas to Floyd's gym. He'd been going mm. there for some previous years. And um, again, I was one of the people that I came into. I joined his team at the time, and I just worked my ass off to get myself into a, a better position, um, get myself noticed. Mm. And then when I turned professional, when I made the decision to turn professional in 2015, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I said, me and Tunde just. We just work together, man. You know, Tunde has added to my skill set. You know, in terms of like my defense, my how how I view boxing. Um, I had a lot of foundations built into me through Tony Cisse. So again, I always give both of them a lot of credit. And uh, me and Tunde right now, we work tirelessly together right now to help develop my skills even more. And with Tunde, you know, I see a lot of similarities. You know, like I said again, like. Seeing you fight is like motivation to guys like me. I'm a, I'm a little bit older. I'm about to be 33. And yes. having that coach, see, a lot of people criticize Tunde and they'll say, like, you know, oh, he's delusional. He's this. I, like, I watch YouTube. I see all these people. <laughs> but when, you know, am I right or wrong? Like, when you have a coach that believes in you so much, like my coach used to tell me when I used to spar pros and he never worked a corner with me ever. And I always found my way to hold my own with pros and amateurs. He said, the other guy has two hands as well like when a guy yes. like Tune believes in your skill set so bad do you feel like that energy from him just propelled your career and the relationship because y'all have a unique dynamic because you I saw a video where you were like you ran up on him with the camera you made fun of his, his haircut he gave to himself <laughs> and I was dying when I saw that because I was like yo that that looked like somebody took one of these microphones and shaped it up it was between like a Nino Brown or a Bishop from Juice he didn't know what he wanted to do so, how was that? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, me and Tony's relationship, again, is, we're just like every other uncle and, and uncle and nephew, basically. You know, we, we argue. I don't agree with everything he does. You know, sometimes he, he talks too much. <laughs> sometimes he, he says things that are um, bizarre. Sometimes he says things he shouldn't say. Or sometimes he says things when he's like, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But, but it is what it is. And again, um, sometimes I do things that are wrong. It's just like every family... Um, orientation and the thing about me and Tony is you know the what the goal the most important goal that we have in 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 similarity is we both want to you know become world champion we both want to rise in the sport of boxing we both boxing comes first to both of us and um we both have a 
tremendous work ethic. You know, Tunde is, you know, doing what he needs to do behind closed doors a lot of hours throughout the day. You know, he's very, he's very set on, you know, strategy. You know, he wakes up at the same time every day, does what he needs to do, naps at the same time every day. I'm a bit different, you know. Mm. <laughs> I can't do that robotic thing, you know. <laughs> um, but he does the same things. And again, he studies, does he study. He does his, his pad work. He writes down his, his, all the things that he needs to be writing down from me studying and things like that. And that's why I feel like Tunde found me and I found Tunde because I was always a person that was striving to find someone that was going to work as hard as me. And Tunde was doing the same. So, um, yeah, he's going to do these things where you know, I'm in the background saying, you're, you're a donut, man. Why are you saying that? You're, you're, you're doing this, you're doing that. <laughs> and we're arguing in the background, but the goal is the same, you know. And, and I always judge him by his heart and he's got the heart of gold. You know, he's one of them people. He's got such a pure heart. He wants the best for everybody. And, um, you know, just like someone like Fred Maver, you know, he got a lot of stick for, for saying he's the best and for being, you know, confident within himself. Yeah. And Floyd, Floyd, um, someone like Tony just, you know, reiterating that and trying to be the best person, the best version of himself. And he has to take on the people that ain't going to like that. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just, it is what it is. But the, the, the main thing is he's got a heart of gold so with uh, now we see like your physique and how you train, yeah. And I know Tunde does nutrition, but how do you how do you keep on that muscle mass when you come down and weight? Like, how's your diet and how's your training regimen? I see a lot of I don't really see a lot of heavy lifting, but I see a lot of calisthenic workouts. You know, yes. because I know what it's like to cut weight. I went down to one seventy three, and I look like yeah. a crackhead. So, <laughs> how, it's real. It's real. It's you, you like I was like when I saw you first fight, I was like, yeah. is this dude a cruiserweight? Because I'm like, how does he make mm. 174 and yeah. keep on that muscle? So, how's your diet and and regimen? Like, what are you like, your training? Um, first of all, I will give I will give no credit to Tunde when it comes to my nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that for free. Don't don't let him trick you now, but Tunde. Um, you know, even when Tony was a professional, he said that the thing that he didn't focus enough on was his nutrition. Mm. Um, he said he was sugary learning for the first round. And then after that, when he got tired, <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he, he didn't do his nutrition properly. So I'm one of the people, because I've done athletics um, and, I, and I understand the importance of nutrition and how to get your weight down properly and things like that. And obviously, I'm a big guy um, to get my weight down properly. Again, I, I'm not, I don't hide it. You know, I go on YouTube you know, I, I listen to a lot of people um, and their methods of how athletes should lose weight. I, I separate the bullshit from the mm-hmm. from the things that make sense. Yeah. You know, and um, I didn't get no degree in nutrition, so I, have to, I only have to go by what makes sense. Me, I have to do trials and tri- um, trial and error. You know, going up throughout my um, my career, I'm still adjusting. I'm still learning things about my body. I'm still trying new foods and trying new methods. You know, I've done the keto diet. I've done the. Oh wow! I've done so all these kind of things. You know what I mean? But. At the same time, it's about living a better lifestyle, and that's what I've learned. So that's why, if you look at me now, from when I started my professional career, I look a bit slimmer because when I started, I was just bulky twenty four seven. After my fights, I was going to eat donuts, flipping oh, wow. whatever, whatever you could think of. Oh, I said fishing, some Piccadilly Square, fishing, fishing chips, chicken and chip, all that, chicken so, and chips, Bagel King. <laughs> Bagel King, yeah, you know, definitely in London, I, you know. I, I love Bagel King. <laughs> I, almost, uh, you know, going, going, going to London is kind of equivalent to um, where Bagel King. Bagel King is always kind of in the hood. 
Like you go, yeah, yeah, like you yeah, go always, to a party always, always. and you go to an after hours <laughs> spot, and it's kind of remind me of like, like what's what we got over here, like the Coliseum block or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we yeah. got the Coliseum over here where you get the beef patty yeah. stuff like that. Oh like, God! And the food I had in Central <laughs> London, like, you know, like the West Indian food. I'm like, right. yo, I see yeah, yeah. why these fighters make weight because I got myself some, you know, curry chicken and rice, and I'm like, yo, where's the yeah, rest of the on. plate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chelsea. Now, but with me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a monstrous eater, like. I go, I go to a Caribbean shop here yeah, and get like, but I would get like two meals and eat them at once. Wow! So wow. it's like I'm a foodie, like I love my food. So when <laughs> Virgin it comes to, meals. <laughs> when it comes to like my boxing and I'm fighting, it's pure sacrifice. You know, you just gotta, you gotta sustain from all the privileges of how you want to eat and all them kind of things. And that's just the, that's just the world of success. When you want something, you need to sacrifice. You need to put more effort into something. You need to take life seriously. And again, that's things I'm still adjusting to. You know, having I've had twenty professional fights now. Um, haven't been the distance a lot of the time. You know, I've had um, nineteen knockouts or eighteen knockouts out of twenty fights, one loss. So um, I'm still learning on the job. You know, amateurs are not professionals. It's, it's a completely different game. Still, totally. completely different ball game. So I'm just learning on the job. Really. Hey. Go ahead, Mr. Yard, um, how you doing? Um, I just got I'm a good, message my from my son who's listening. And he noticed yeah. that you was a Dragon Ball Z fan. He said, who wins <laughs> in the fight, Goku or the Hulk? <laughs> I would definitely fight the Hulk because the Hulk, you, you can manipulate, you know. Um, <laughs> you can, you can, you can. The Hulk's got a, a lot of weaknesses there. Goku, he just keeps getting stronger. You know, Go, Goku's got that thing of, you know, when he got to Ultra Instinct, you know, there's, no, there's nothing surpassing that, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I, I would definitely, I would smack up the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, we had that argument. We had that argument early on today. Yeah, what did you say? I said the Hulk, cause the, cause, <laughs> because because the more he gets madder, the stronger he gets. Okay, okay, okay. But she don't think everything. Sometimes it's about the smarts. Super true, Saiyan true, Four Goku. True. Nobody's touching Super Saiyan I'm Four telling Goku. You, no, when when Goku went Ultra Instinct, he, he's on Lord Beerus's level. Sir, sir, it's okay. Sir, he's on Lord Beerus's level. So you ain't, you ain't beating him once he goes old chancing. <laughs> <laughs> now with um, and it's funny that we just talked about you know me being in London and just seeing like you know the climate, like going to the hood and different things like that. Yeah. With this, you know, I seen you post about a lot of social issues, and mm. that's what I respect about you about it as an athlete. You're not going to sugarcoat Love. it. You know. Yeah. Uh, London is a little bit different than the United States, but we do have similar kind of problems with like corruption now with this uh george floyd situation and brianna taylor um just you know kind of tell our listeners like how was it like dealing with like you know being from east london and dealing with you know the streets and and so forth like like with police and corruption and like the racism how was that for you over there across the pond do you know what again a lot of people what, one thing i realized about um parts of america was that it could the, the americans that haven't been to london or been to england have the com- the wrong views of London and what it's like because I remember <laughs> someone like someone like Jay Leon Love yeah from Flair's gym when I first went to Vegas and I spoke to him he looked at me and was like you're not from London and I said yeah I am he goes is there he goes is there black girls over there I was like who says black girls over there he's like what <laughs> so, <it's> like, <laughs> so in his mind there it's like 
from what he sees on media and the what's portrayed to him is he's seeing everyone over here with a cup of tea. Yeah. You know, you know Biscuits. these these posh white people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not knowing, you know what I'm crumpets, muffins. That's, that's yeah, what they right? say: crumpets and tea and toast and all the kind of things there. So he's not knowing that over here we got hoods as well. You know, people out here getting shot and stabbed left, right, and center. Brixton, you know, um, it's real exactly everywhere. Places like Brixton and all kind of things there. So it's like it depends on your reality. And when it comes to this whole um, racism thing, the media makes people view black people or gives this 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 view of negativity when they show black people so even when you're looking at um i was watching something called netflix the other day with killer mike and he went shout out to, to the mike. hood and shout out to killer mike and he yeah, went and got um people from the crips and he got people from the bloods and he yes. made them start their own business yeah because mm. he was like you know the way the black people are portrayed and the way these gangs are portrayed other companies like coca-cola you know that killed how many um, thousands of people per year mm-hmm. and the Rothschilds um, I think mm-hmm. they're the motorback people in it they were known as gangs as well but they're celebrating you get what I'm saying people talk. like the, say that again I see you talking that talk you get what I'm saying they're celebrating and then you got the other the, the, when it's anything to do with black people and they always shine the negative they don't ever shine the positive you know how much the cribs and bloods how much people that they actually do take off the street and how much people, yeah, they, you always got your bad side to everything, you've got your negative to everything, but there's people in these societies who are doing good, but they never show that part, they only show the bad bit. So mm. over here in England, we got this thing of, oh, when you go LA, don't be wearing no um, blood colours. Yeah, wear grey and brown and black. Yeah, <laughs> we're neutral colours. Do you get what I'm saying? We're mutual colours, but then that's not really how it is. Then yeah, you might no. get that situation, just like everywhere else, yeah. but how it's portrayed over here and how, how much it's magnified, that's not the reality. And that's what Americans get with England. They're like, uh, over here, it's all um, tea and crumpets, but it's <laughs> not. Biscuits and muffins. <laughs> it's actually, you know Black- it's actually like New York. I rode the train when I was there. I, yes. was in, I, was in, um, yes. I was in London when I went to Dubai, like two years, three years three, ago? Two years ago. Two years ago, I went to Dubai. I had a layover in London for about 20 hours. So I took the train yes. down to Piccadilly. What's that? Piccadilly, Piccadilly Cir- Circle. Squirk, circus. Circle? Circus. Yeah, yes. t- Piccadilly Circus. I took the train. I went, got my fish and chips. I w- I actually got the I actually got to experience London for those twenty hours that I was there, and it reminded me a lot of New York. It yes, really yes, did remind definitely. me of New York. Yeah, definitely. Because yep. you go out on the main streets and you will see, like in Stratford, you got Westfield, you got Piccadilly Circus, you got all these nice places. But you take the wrong turning, you're yeah. in the hood. <laughs> I know. Hung that yeah, left at exactly. Albuquerque. There we go. <laughs> so when it comes to like things like um like racism, I just see it as this, it's a, it's an illness. Racism is an illness because I I'll put it down to like this. If you got a breed of a dog, yeah, so you got a um a pit bull. Yeah. It's it's this is the exact same thing it is as it is, yeah. I've I see a black pit bull and I see a white pit bull. I start treating that white pe- white pit bull better than I do the black pit bull because mm. of their colour. Where they're the same dog. It's just that depending who brought them dogs up, that's 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 and what environment they're put in, that's how them dogs are gonna act. That's they're gonna fine. act accordingly, based on how they've been taught and based on the environment they've been, they've been brought up in. 100%. If you mm. bring up a pit bull around a cat, it's gonna have cat tendencies. Mm. If you bring up a mm-hmm. pit bull around three other violent dogs, yeah. it's gonna have violent tendencies. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm not saying human beings are dogs, but we we learn similar, we, we, but we're we're more evolved. You know, we we talk, we're able to communicate with each other. So that's all it is. You know, it's just environments. You know, if you go to certain places in America, 
you know, you got Latinos, you got blacks, you got whites, yeah, all yeah. acting um, hood, but then they were labelled that as acting black. Yeah, yeah quote yeah. unquote. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and then you a, got you fact. got you got, you got in corporate areas, corporate areas where you got the same black, white, Indian, all everything. If they're acting, you know, you know, got them got in their suit and tie, you know, and they're doing well from themselves, you know, they, and they're talking with 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 real lingo or talking proper English, yeah. they say, are oh, they acting wet? Yep. So it's like, <laughs> wow. It's just about opening your mind man, and seeing things for what they are. Right. Oh, wow. Hey, hey, uh, Mr. Yard, what's going on, man? It's the bearded one. How you Come feeling? On. Lions in the camp. Lions <laughs> in the camp. You got a main you know, the, fir- <laughs> <laughs> the, the first time I heard you said that, you, you made me think about a movie called The Ghost in the Darkness. You ever heard of that before? I've never heard it, but I want to watch it tonight. <laughs> the, the ghost in the darkness is about uh, some two men eating lions in Savo. They was building a railroad in Kenya, and they had to compete with these two lions that was man eaters and kept coming into the camp. I always thought that's what you meant when you said it. Like when we show lions up, you better camp. you better make your, your yourself known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna add to that. I'm gonna add to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, where could we say we're gonna see Anthony Yard in five years? You know what? In five years, um, you see me wherever I'm meant to be. Um, I feel that the, the hard work will be evident, just like it's been evident so far. You know, I got to the to the to the biggest stage, and I'm going to continue to get there. You know, I fell short just by you know a couple inches, or by a couple seconds, you can say. And um, I'm going to keep rising, man. I'm going to keep elevating, demonstrating, motivating, um, applying myself, and um, I'm going to keep. No, I'm not gonna. I don't really focus on any naysays or any negativity, but I'm gonna keep proving to myself that it's, that it's achievable and it's attainable. Yes. No doubt, no doubt, definitely. Yes. So I got a question for you, man. I see you on Instagram and I see you shadow boxing, <laughs> dripped in Adidas, <laughs> headphones on. Yes. What is Anthony Yard listening to in his headphones today? What what hip hop artists are you listening to today that you rock out to? Do you know what? There's a there's a few. You know, I love. Meat Mill, I love what he stands for. I love what he's what he's been through, how he's triumphed through yes. through, through everything. You know, going to prison for no reason, all that nonsense. Yes. You know, I love Jay Z. You know, he's more of the shout out the, to the boss. Shout out to Hope, the bo- the boss mentality. So someone that's come up from in one of his albums, he said, "I sold drugs, got away, scared free." Listen, listen, he's a boss. He's a boss. Listen, someone like Jay Z, I'm always gonna listen to because he's now talking about wealth. You know, generational wealth and. He's elevated. He's showing that people can elevate. You know, someone like Kanye, who he don't really rap no more, but he's going. He's, if he votes, if he goes president, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm flying to. I'm finding a way to vote. Listen, I'm finding a way to vote. Someone like Jay, someone like Kanye. I love, I love his because people always say that like, he's crazy and things like that, but then he always comes up with something genius afterwards. I love that shit. That's what I'm talking um, about. Future, you know, I've always, I've loved Future from day one. Um, you know, you got to salute someone like Eminem, you know, lyrical genius, mm. you know, Nas, you know, there, there's, there's so many, man, but the, the, the current ones, you know, you got to love the babies or the babies coming through nice uh, well. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, man, there's a few I listen to, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Music from, uh, it's funny, like, like hip hop from London, too. There's a lot of MCs in London. Yeah, and it's crazy, they're... like, the stuff that y'all, y'all rap about, I had to go, like what we talked about earlier, go to London and see. I was chilling with my, my ex-girlfriend back then, and... I was like, yo, they walking around with Rambo knives over here? Like, it's like mad. how it's we have guns over there? Like, it's a real, like, guys, like, I was really over there. I was walking through Brixton, like, Brixton Market and all that. Brixton. Mm-hmm. And I got off the bus, and I'm like, my sister was like, it. 
they like they hear your accent like yo they gonna pull out that knife on you I'm like I'm from New York I'm like nah son like they ain't gonna do nothing they were like what son I'm like these dudes in London these dudes in London ain't gonna do nothing you know what I'm saying I'm from New York yada 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 said no they look like they're staring at you you see their eyes and it's it's like like New York people they got a problem like we're we're arrogant we're idiots over here right yeah so we'll come to you and be like nah son son got son got static son like I'm gonna go press them London y'all not gonna do that y'all just gonna meet the person outside y'all gonna be quiet and then yeah, it just happened. <laughs> like, you know, who's your favorite rapper, um, favorite rappers from the UK? Because, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all coming along very, very, yeah. very, very rapidly. Like, UK rappers. You know what? Got, there's a couple of my friends, you know. Um, I've met them through, either through um, being in the industry or people I knew before. So, people, someone like, there's someone called Chipmunk. Chip, lyrical genius, you know, he's very good. Some, Stormzy, who's obviously branched out global now. Oh, um, I know him as well. He's very good. Fredo. Um, I know him as well. Fredo, okay. Um, I heard he's, he, he's actually someone that's actually li- lived the last though, and he's he's. Wow. <laughs> it's like I know I know his I know his manager. Oh, we need some of their like music. His manager, yeah, I'm trying to get him, like, had to get him to move out the area because he's so attached to his hood. Like he's still uh, celebrating his hood. Okay. Um, there's there's a few rappers over him, and that you know I respect and that are doing their thing. Nice. Like the um, also like. You um, with the AY AY brand, right? This is um, yes. What are you doing for the youth in your community that that um, look up to you in regards to everything that you're doing, the lifestyle you're living, mm-hmm. clean lifestyle you're living, and you know helping them find a way out? Like, what what moves are you guys doing over there? You know what? I'm doing a lot. You know, I want to do more. Um, my, one of my closest friends, you know, he's got a charity. You know, he started boxing at the same time. He went on one path I went on another path and we both said we're going to meet back again and help change these children you know, help help these children out mm. he's got a, a academy called Box Up Cram and it's um, it's based in London and Essex so we've got Barking you've got Dagnum and he's in I think he's in five countries now so he's in Switzerland I can't remember the other countries but he's doing very well so what I do a lot of the time is I go there I speak to the kids you know I show them that I'm an example of someone that's come from mm. sometimes worse situation that they were in very and I just cool. made a decision. Very Once you make a decision, cool. and you got opportunity. So, I always use the the um, example of poverty, no opportunity, and opportunity. Yes, where we live in London, where sometimes it can be a bit hard, or you know, you might not get a job. You know, you live in America, where you know the welfare checks ain't coming in. It's, it's hard. You know, mm-hmm. your your mom ain't got no money. You're you're starving. Mm-hmm. You need to rob someone. You've been in prison. All them kind of things. But the opportunities are still there. You know, if you're living in a place like poverty India or poverty Jamaica there's no way out unless you're willing to Fact. to walk or run all these mm-hmm. miles mm-hmm. and to you know <laughs> you're in a you're in an area you can't get out of so where I see that from you got opportunity there's hope you know you can I was able to to, to bump the train <laughs> to, <laughs> to jump over the barrier bump the train risk getting a ticket to get to the boxing gym Wow. You know, so you can do that. Wow. Do you know what I'm saying? Any means necessary. So I say, I always weigh up the odds. I'm like, cool, I'm in a situation now where I can sell drugs, possibly go to prison, waste all my life, um, or I can bump this train, get a ticket, but I'm I'm, I'm in the boxing gym. And nice. that's what I always try to analyze things. And I said, I, I don't mind getting a couple of tickets or getting a, you know, in trouble by the police, getting to the boxing gym because I've got a, a better purpose. And um, yeah, these, these are the kind of things that I want. That they have opportunity. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No question. Thanks. 
See? That's actually enlightening. But, um, you know, and, and with that, you know, with being said, you know, that's why I follow you and, you know, definitely uh, enjoy the process and seeing the process of you evolving into, you know, not just uh, elite heavy, elite light heavyweight, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, just, just as a person, you know, like we don't, you know, all everyone that we've had on our platform um, motivates people. You know, and I think that's what we want to do for the community, not just for children, but we also want to do for adults. So um, would you mind staying on our, on our show a little bit longer, you know, and um, going to the next segment with us? Ah, It's up to him, man. We definitely got a hip-hop segment we want to get into. <clears throat> we got about another 50 minutes left in the show. We don't know if you have that time. If you don't have it, you know, it's, it's cool, but we definitely appreciate you chiming in and checking in with us. We did but we'll get to another five-minute DJ JLJ mini mix. And when we come back, man, we're going to get back to this rap report. You yes, know what I mean? Sir. We got the versus yep. battle to talk about. Yes, we got a lot to talk about. The so ghost in the, the dark. Call in. It's 516-206-0711. Bars and Hoops Radio. Check in with us. Tweaking, tweaking off that 2CB half. Is he gone? Back to live action. Oh, so we thought you we thought you cut out on us. You know what I mean? We didn't know. Huh? My phone, my phone wasn't even mad. Okay, okay. I was about man. He got. I think he got pissed about my story in so, London. <laughs> nah. So what we were asking you was because we didn't know how much time you had left, man. But we're about to get into a segment of our show where we talk a little bit about hip hop because we see that you like hip hop music. So we talk about all the latest stuff that's happening in hip hop, man. So if you got the time. We probably, how long you think we're going to take about what? Another 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, not long. I'm here, man. I'm here. You here? Tremendous. All right, cool. That's what I'm talking about. Tremendous. I like Anthony Yard already, man. That's my guy, man. Tremendous. The like ghost him. in the we darkness. We're taking him to the ab. We're going to take him to Coliseum. When you come back to New York, we take you to the ab, man. Show you around. Y'all got a Timberland store, too. Y'all got a Timberland store, too. Y'all Timberland store is crazy, though. Yeah, so so the set thing's up. The Timberland store. Y'all got all type of Timberland. Oh, yeah, Okay. Yeah, so, you know, setting it off, man. Pop, man, talk about the rap report, man. The versus battle with Fabulous and Jadakiss, man. I I got my opinions on it, but and I, I got want you my... to talk about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right. First off, we all know that the versus was last week. I mean, I mean, last week, Monday. And, you know, we had Fab versus Jadakiss. Now, notice when they put the whole flyer out, it was a New York jersey. Because we already know this is a New York battle. Mm-hmm. And not only that, the fact that Fab and Jada already got an album out. Together, yeah. Yeah. And Jace. right? So it's like you know you gotta really you're like wow. I'm thinking it's gonna be really, 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 really out there. A lot of people wasn't feeling the vibe. They was like, Yo, you know what? I'm not feeling it. And and I, I was one of them. I don't know why though. When they 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 they, they two one of my favorite. What, they both my favorite the battle? artists. 
Who was you rooting for? Let me for? tell you something, man. I I I was rooting for Jada when I heard it. When I when I when I first seen it, really? I was rooting for Jada, but I knew that to me, I think that <laughs> Fab would have won because Fab had more hits, more commercial success, and Fab is underrated as an MC. Anthony, would you agree with that? <laughs> you know, it's, for me, this is me. I grew up on Jada. I'll be honest with you. Thanks for what I'm talking oh, about. On Jada. Let's go. I grew up on Jada. Jada's, Jada's my guy. He's one of my favorite rappers ever. Probably. He's one of my favorite rappers ever. So if, again, I missed that. I'm vexed I missed that as well. But if I knew about it, I, I would have been with Jada all day. Wow. Hey, yo, listen, listen. Lions in the camp. <laughs> <laughs> but all, but all, all jokes aside, what do you think about that outfit Jada had on, though? Oh, my God. You know I what? Mean, he, I, Jada, Jada, Jada didn't look crazy. <laughs> he had that yellow outfit. He, he was he so looked crazy. He had all that Hennessy in the system good. looking crazy. He's drinking that Doucet. He was feeling good, man. Yeah. I, I got to say this, though. When it comes down to it, we all know the artists that we're dealing with. They, they, they both have lengthy track records. Yeah. Yeah. Like we yeah. said, Fabulous does have more appealing hits as far as like mainstream hits but we all know that you can't put ki yo kiss nah you can't jada is going i'm telling you you can't put him up against nobody it's it's something in him what is what does fab rap about mainly how his clothes cars oh. jada is more versatile jada's more versatile so he knew he was going to get slaughtered no, Jada's more, more versatile. He's a better MC. No, nah, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. He, he might, he might slightly mm -hmm. be the better lyrically wise. I think he's a better MC, mm -hmm. but versatile, no. Uh, Fab Fab raps about his main his main successes. He raps about his clothes. He's a punchline rapper. He raps about his women. He makes good songs. He knows his audience. Yes. Wait a minute. He makes good songs. Jada don't make good songs. Songs is a big key. So we got to ask Yard, man. Because yeah, if, he's, if he's getting ready to start, you know, sparring or whatever, he start training, what you going to bump? Fabulous or you going to bump <laughs> Jada Kiss? You know what it is, yeah? Look, Fabulous is more, again, commercial. He made more commercial hits. He he may have made, you know, more money from music. But when it comes to rapping, yeah, and <laughs> lyrics and... and, and there we uh, go. Talk Jada, about Jada it. Talk that guy. talk. J Jada Kiss is my guy. Man in the Mirror. That's it. That, that album touched my soul. That's what's Man up. in the Mirror. That album touched my soul. Wow. I'm telling you, you guys. And you know what it is with Jada, and and this is what you mean by like a topic rapper. Like I've heard Jada Kiss talk about running from the police, and it just made so much sense. Exactly. When yeah, he said, yeah, "My yeah. Tim start feeling like they Nike Airs on me." Oh, Come I on. Ain't <laughs> that run remix was. Epic. Like I was in I was like in tenth or ninth grade That's what when I'm that came saying. out. Like I was <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So when it comes down to it, you can't be out here picking fabulous over Jada Kiss. No way. Fab, Fab been on the same topics and the same lyrics since like two thousand and four. Like, so it's Jada. Hey, like, no, drug, you drug can't say rap. that. But it's the way that Jada portrays his rap that makes him look nineteen in the in the um, mid nineties. Both of them got longevity. Both and, of them been out a while. Hug. You so can't I'll say, give them kudos for that. Sorry to cut you off. You can't say Jada Kiss is not versatile because he had them shiny suits on <laughs> when he was with Puffy, <laughs> and he made all the dance joints and all of that, so he could keep it street, and he, and he could go commercial. Mariah Carey. Yeah, that's what I'm the saying. The Honey Remix. Yeah, I was saying. 
That was Puff. Puff said, "Y'all, I don't want no. I don't want y'all. You know, y'all gonna be mixtape rappers. I don't want that." Hey, hey, y'all, what's going on, man? Did you ever hear that? Yeah. Uh, you ever heard that Reebok commercial that Jadakiss did? Do y'all remember that? He did it for Allen Iverson. Hold on, the hold, answer. On, hold on, we can't ask him nothing no. about no other brands. Oh, he got oh, that yeah. Adidas oh. on right now. We gonna man. leave that alone. Yeah. He, he, he got Adidas <laughs> on. He be sh- he be shadow boxing his shell toes. You can't <laughs> ask him about nothing else. <laughs> Word. <laughs> nah, but God, I'm sorry. I, I gotta say, man, Kiss. When when it comes down to it, yeah, Kiss was a little lit when he was in there too. He he had a couple. He has he had a bottle yeah, in his hand. He was having a good time. Yeah, I think ultimately, Kiss won that battle just because people know that deep down he's the better MC. I don't Fab, know. Y'all y'all tell Fab me. Fab was y'all. sitting in that corner like like he knew it was over with ski pants on. <laughs> <laughs> Go to um Fab's mixtapes uh, catalog, so they you know that's that's sort to me made the difference, hmm. you know because I like I like mixtape Fab better than I like you know regular. Let, let me ask you a question: When was the last time Fab had an album? <clears throat> Freddie vs. <versus> Jason. <laughs> yeah, Freddie vs. for both of them. No, a solo album. When was the last time? Fab okay, he Fab did had the soul tape. <laughs> let me tell you, the soul tapes are underrated though. I like the soul tapes. The soul tapes it's are underrated. Tape. It's a mixtape though. Yeah, it's not an album. <sighs> It's not an album. Well, I tell you what, we're going to have a playlist on Bars and Hoops Radio. Mr. Yard, I hope you tune into that. It's going to be tremendous. Come on, let me know I'm there. I'm <laughs> That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. But you know what, though? There's a there's. We're going to switch it a little bit because there was a couple things that was going on in that battle. You had um, when Jadakiss and Fabulous had finished their verses, said Jadakiss told Swiss and Timberland to keep it for the culture and not for the money. Do you agree with that statement? Yep. Or should Timberland and Swiss make money from the movement? Anthony Yard, what you think of that? Um, again, this is something where I'm talking about economics at first. Always make money from your talent. Mm. Always. Always, man. Always. Always. That's, that's, what, that's what the people at the top do, you know. Um, they If there's a talent and there's something that's to be shown, people should pay for it. That's you know, if you if you, mm. if you start making if you start making T-shirts and you start giving them out, you're not going to be able to give them out for long if you're not making no money to make more. Right, you get that's what I'm fact. saying. So, pay for it and support the movement. End the story. That's <laughs> a fact. That's a fact. Anything <laughs> worth doing, worth doing for a fee. Nah, Let's go. Shout out to Jay Mado. That's a fact. And you know, and I kind of, but you heard what Jada and Fab said before the show was ended. The, before the show ended. Uh huh. Oh, we got a caller. Hold on. Bars and Hoops Radio, who's this? Yo, what's up, y'all? It's Union Square. What's the deal? Union Square, what's going on? Yo, what's going on, man? I just want to give my little, um, real quick synopsis on that Freddie vs. Jason thing. Okay, talk about it. All right. First, let's, let's get something straight. Um, Jason Kiss is definitely one of the top five MCs I ever heard. Yes, I'm going to have to put yes. that down there yes. like that. Right? But... At the same time, he do sound the same on everything that he does. That's 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 what it is. But what covers him up is his lyrics, his lyrics, and his ability to put stuff together. What makes him hot? Now, fabulous in a way. If you went into them clubs, because most of y'all don't go in the clubs. If y'all went into the clubs, fabulous was banging them clubs out. He was killing the clubs. He was running the clubs better than than um. Than Jada, 
because he had the commercial success. Yes, he did. Jada, yeah. when it came down, when it came down to the hood, Jada in the club, the hood, Jada hands down. When it comes to the um, banging clubs, Fabulous got that. I'm sorry, I just got to put it out there. Nah, that's, that's just what, what it is. is. But yeah. in this battle, Jada Kid still won. Thank still you. Knock him out of the box. Thank ah. you. We get that. We get that. <laughs> so, Tiny, man. Tiny, thank you for chiming right. in, champ. We appreciate you. All right, no doubt, man. Right. Stay up. All right. Yes, sir. And also, man, I want to shout out my brother, Lava the Don. You know what I mean? He just chimed yes, in by way of South, South Beach. Yes, sir. So, moving on to the next topic, man. 50 Cent. No. Fans are pissed off at Virgil Abelard, you know, for the cover that yeah. he made for Pop Smoke's debut album. Ugh. So, I invited Lava on the phone because Lava's down, and he has a company called Lava Design House. And for those that don't know, he had one of those um, covers that, that, that was made for Pop Smoke. Mm-hmm. He had his featured on Complex and 50 Cent actually reposted it. Wow. So I kind of wanted our listeners to get an idea yeah. of who Virgil is and what Lava actually does as a designer. So Lava, please enlighten the people on who Virgil is and, and, and your journey and your situation with the Pop Smoke um, album cover. Yeah, I got you. Um, what's going on, people? God bless, first of all. Yes, right. sir. Um, So Virgil, Virgil is, uh, he's... He, he used to run with Kanye West as like, um, this is like his men's, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. From Chicago or whatever. So what Virgil does is basically he owns uh, Off-White and he's the head graphic, um, head designer for Louis Vuitton and stuff like that. Oh, so wow. He used to, yeah. So he used to do, um, he did um, Kanye West Yeezus cover and like his stage designs and all that stuff. So typically you think, you know, like he, he got it under control or whatever when it comes to that design department. So oh. when he came through and I guess Stephen Victor and then when he pop smoke to um, they wanted Virgil to do pop smoke cover and he did it. It just looked rushed, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Like it looked unfinished. It looked it didn't look good. I mean we saw it, everybody saw yeah, it. It yeah. didn't really look too good, you know what I'm saying? So um so after the versus joint with um Jada Kiss and Fab, I said I'ma just, you know, just randomly try it out and, you know, put it out on social media and stuff. Yeah. So I wanted to cause I'm from New York too, so I wanted to take in all that New York energy that I'm watching and all that stuff and Pop Smoke is somebody who I listen to heavy, so it just meant a lot for me to even try that, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I so- did it and um posted it and woke up the next morning and I seen Complex Magazine and 50 Cent posting it and stuff wow, like that. You know? that's and I crazy. was just wow. like, I was shocked. I ain't gonna Bang. lie. I thought it was my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> my notification I, was getting, I thought it was my birthday. I was like, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was amazing, you know what I'm saying? So like, just to say what I do is just do the same thing as far as basically what Virgil does with graphic designing and on I have on clothing line as well, like, and I'm about to start pushing yes, in a did. minute. But, like, I do, I basically do what he do. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. just, like, the up and coming one. You know what I mean? And yeah. everybody says that. So, um, who have you worked with? Yeah. So far? And, like, when me, I've worked with, um, I work with that rapper designer from Brooklyn. I work mm-hmm. with, uh, Joel Santana, wow. French Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with BMW before. Work wow. with Snapchat. I work with um Def Jam. Um, 
just to say the least, you know. There's a couple other clothing lines as well. Like I did some work for and stuff like that. I'm self-taught. Like I, I didn't go to school for none of this graphic design and stuff. It was just literally YouTube. <laughs> like, God bless YouTube University. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For real, man. Yeah, we got to get you on the show, man, and, and do a feature on you, yeah. man. Have a longer, in-depth, detailed uh, interview with you, man. You know what I mean? True, indeed. You know, I love to be on the show, man. I, I listen to this all the time. No question. So no be question. A blessing. No question. Go ahead, Pop. Is this a yeah. first? It, is this a first that y'all have ever seen, some, like, over an album cover, people get really, like, irate about it or like like is this the first time as anybody's ever seen that like i've never seen nobody say yo the cover was bad and we're gonna change it now i don't think i've ever seen this before yo on the on the real i've never seen that neither like (laughs) it was too crazy that was my first time seeing that you know like to see the reaction from the people saying like nah like what the hell is this you know what i mean and i was i was shocked i was like yeah what the heck like Yep. Yeah, I was at, I was mad that he even did it. Like I said, it's, come on, it's pop smoke, man. You know what I mean? He's going and stuff like that. So for you to put that out like that, you know, the streets wasn't feeling it yeah. at all. Yeah, I think it's because all, he, so I think it it's because like, he passed away, man. A lot of people felt the way behind it. Anthony, how how's yeah. pop smoke's buzz in London? Popping. Meet the woo. Meet the woo. Oh man. That one touched me as well, you know. When he passed away, that affected me, man. That touched me because he was so young. He was at the peak of his career. Like it just got me mad. And the whole story oh but I don't want to talk about that anymore. Oh, isn't the guy that produces beats from London, right? Um, uh, the dude that makes the drill music. Actually, I think yeah. so. Is he? Yeah. Say it again, Lava. Yeah. He's from London? Axel and um, 808 Mellow. Axel yeah, and 808 Mellow, they from London? Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's wow. so drill music yeah. so drill music originated in London. Wow, I, I didn't yeah, even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like, what? They took, they took Grime and yeah, drill music. They took Basically, Brooklyn took that sound with the producers and then, you know, brought it to New York and, like, put their twist to it. You know what I'm saying? The, that, the, the beats and stuff is... I love the London producers. Like, that sound is so amazing. You wow. Know? So they put their own twist to it and, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow, okay. You learn London. something new every day. something new today, right. for sure. Shout out to Lava, man, for real, man. That's crazy. For real. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, man, but Love. Lava, so look, man, we going to line something up for you, man, in the next couple of weeks or something, man. Yes. I'll hit you and let you know what it is, and we'll get more into detail with everything, all right? Yes. All right, most definitely. All right, God bro. bless you. Yes, sir. Thank Same you, bro. to you. Love. All right. Yeah, Anthony, I'm sorry, man. So, moving along, man. 21 Savage launches a free online financial literacy program for teens amid mm. COVID-19 pandemic. Pop, talk about it. Now, <clears throat> 21 Savage is expanding his, his mission to help underserved children during the pandemic. As a direct response to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Grammy Award winner rapper announced he is launching a multi-tier expansion of his Juma Bank account financial literacy program that offers financial resources 
nationwide. Mm. He is making a $25,000 donation to the City of Atlanta's ATL Strong COVID-19 Relief Fund, established by Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, and is launching a bank account at home, a free online financial literacy resource through a partnership with mobile banking services provider Chime and Education Technology Platform EverFi. For the past two years, 21 Savage has partnered with award-winning national financial literacy nonprofit Juma for this youth-focused financial literacy program called Bank Account. This is what we need. Yeah, Tell yes. me about it. Yeah. This is what we need. And you know what? Yeah. Shout out to 21 Savage. Yes. Shout out to 21 Savage. You. you know, I was having this debate a little while ago. They were talking about why these things are not being taught in school. And yes. I had to remind them. Uh, why is that? <laughs> <laughs> But I felt like, you know what? If they taught them this in school, what would they charge $100,000 for at some of these Ivy League schools? Because a lot of times, these are the information that they give them point blank. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and, and not that that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah not I that know. that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, everybody should have course, this knowledge. Of yeah. course. And this, is, and, and this is leading back to what you said earlier, Mr. Yard, about, about not being able to make it out. Yes, because that knowledge is a, is a factor. Definitely, that's insane. Yeah. That is a that knowledge is a fact. If you don't know what APR means on a credit score, if you, uh, <laughs> or, I mean on on, uh, on your on your credit card, if you don't know the interest rates on buying homes and yeah. your bank account, these are the things that are keep us where we are. This mm-hmm. is the kind of yes. stuff that should be put out all the time. Shout the two yeah. one savage, man. Yeah. Shout yeah. them. His father is Basically. his parents is from Britain, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. British right. too. They are British, and, and is a doctor. Yeah. They are doctors. doctors. Yeah, they're smart. very smart. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Smart. Now, you know, um, Anthony, so I was going to say, with the, we're just hearing that about from 21 Savage, the everything over there where you're at is hyperinflated. Now, we, we, you know, we, have, some, we have some options here, and we, we have access to information. How possibly over there, with taxes being so high, can anyone in the ghetto really just, you know, make it out? Like, it, mm. it, it seems like when I was over there, I was like, my girl was an accountant, and I made more money than her. And I was like, how does that, how does that work? That's, that's crazy. Do you know what it is? I feel like it's, uh, it's, it's crazy because America, yeah, they, it's so much bigger than, than England. England is, is tiny compared to America. Yeah. You know, I think a couple of your states equivalent, <laughs> is equivalent to, the whole of England, Texas, wow. and Cal- Texas and California. So, yeah, it's very, it's very small. So, um, I don't know, man. It's like it's, it's everyone's talks about the solution. Everyone talks about the problems, but very few got the answer to the solutions. And for me, I feel like the solution starts within yourself. Um, once you educate yourself, once you put yourself in a position where you're out of it, then you can help others. So that's what I, someone like myself, that's what I do. I, um, mm. I've made something of myself in boxing. I'm going to continue to do that. But every, as much as I can, I try to give back. I try to pass on my knowledge to children. You know, the, the younger generation, because the younger generation are going to be the ones that to make the change. Not when you talk to an adult, sometimes sometimes they're all stuck in their ways. Yeah, <laughs> 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 they, they ain't trying to hear it. They're not trying to hear it. And they're only going to go by their experience. So their experience is going to be how they see less. You know, and then they're gonna obviously. It's the children you need to get. Once you can talk to the children and make the children understand that, look, yes. you need to be paying attention in school, and then from school you need to be trying to find yourself in a situation where you can 
access knowledge. There's so much knowledge out there nowadays, yeah. It's just about going to look for it. It's just mm. about going to look for it. You can now get a degree on YouTube. Yes. That's a fact. The universe. I believe that. That's, I believe that's, that. That's I, I learned a lot about boxing on YouTube. You know, yes. when I first started, like, I was watching YouTube. I'm studying. Practicing so I say to like kids, I mean, anything you want to know about, if you want to know about houses, I'm look, I'm getting into that, that sector now, learning about properties and, and investments and, yes. and all them kind of things. I'm learning on YouTube. Yes. Wow. You get what I'm saying? Yes. And a lot of people don't, they're, not, they're on YouTube listening to listen to music playing games you know yeah. my little brother this roadblocks roadblocks nonsense oh don't let my son it's, hear you it's say that out there. Yeah. <laughs> do you get what i'm saying all yeah. this sport and that stuff you're you're putting they're putting their attention onto something when other information is out there do that's you get what i'm fact. saying so that's it's about fact. it just depends what you look for that's, that's a fact you gotta have a youtube scholarship but i heard lava just tell y'all he was self-taught on Photoshop, yes. mm-hmm. and look, exactly. he, he made it to where Def Jam is knocking on his door. He worked mm-hmm. with Kanye. Well, he worked with all of these people from being yeah. self-taught, learning on the internet. You know what I mean? That yeah. is the American dream, That's right? It's a fact. It's Thank so- you. Universal dream, man. Universal dream. All over, man. Shout out to JLJ. Worldwide. The American dream. We ain't on that type of time. It's so crazy, though. Like, and just seeing. Like us as black people around, like in different countries, around. We have the same mentality sometimes over the same year, even to your country. And I'm like, man, they Jordan crazy over here, like sneaker crazy, like we all over here. Like our priorities is the same, no matter what country. Like, 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 you know, like I see mad BMWs, I see mad Benzes. I'm like, yo, have these people. Yeah. <laughs> don't Benz, even Benz is a cabs in London, by the way. Uh, you know? Yeah, but yeah, still, you know, there's a lot of money you, out there. You get a Benz, I mean, but still, that <laughs> Benz is a Benz at the end of the day. You know, uh, like so. No, do you know what it is? I'll tell you. I'll tell you the difference. In America, the reason why a Benz yeah, is so much more expensive is because it's deported. Remember, where ah. um, Benz Benz come from Germany? Yeah, so yeah, Germany, that's right. Um, isn't too far from England, so more people over here will have a German car. So to get a German car in, like you guys, you got the Cad- Cadillacs and all them cars. Yeah, we we love to have them cars over here. Wow. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Escalade, yeah. Exactly. If everyone's got Escalade over here, we're like, wow, like yeah, it's a big car. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's about yeah. That's what it's about. It's about the, the, um, it getting deported and how much that costs and all them kind of things. That's why someone having a Mercedes in America, you're like, yeah, he's doing, he's the shit. Yeah. I got a Mercedes, but I wouldn't. It was it was it's cheaper for me to get a Mercedes than it would be. For someone in America to get a Mercedes, you get. Okay, Anthony, like, we gotta say this though. A, a, S, a S class is an S class at the end of the day. A e, true, a, true. It's, you know, like you know, like keep true, it real. True, like true. you ain't driving no C class. Like how many people? Like y'all, y'all have like we have projects over here, right? And y'all have like lower income housing. Y'all have something similar to the projects, right? Yeah. How many yeah. times have you seen even a Range Rover? Outside the projects, you know, our priorities seem like it's the same no matter where we go. Like yes, that. yes, that's it's so, it's so true. And it's like, obviously, I grew up in a certain area, so I've got a lot of friends. You know, I've got friends that are that that grew up doing the wrong thing. They mm-hmm. made a lot of money from doing the wrong thing, but they're still doing the wrong thing. And these <laughs> are the kind fact. of <laughs> these are the kind of conversations I have with some of my friends. I'm like, why don't you educate yourself and try and put your money to something else? Again, I'm not condoning anything anything illegal, but I'm saying, why are you going to continue to do the same thing? Wait until you get shot or wait until you, you end up in prison to change your life around. Do you get what I'm saying? Why not make a positive change? And um, it's like me. I've made something of, of my life through boxing, yeah? If I still had that mentality, I'll be doing nonsense. I'll be doing Nothing bad things. Or I'll be 
still involving myself with the wrong kind of people who are going to influence me to do wrong things. I feel like it's about your mentality. That's why I scream so much about mentality and lines in the campaign. What I'm trying to think. So lines. mentality for me is everything. Mindset. Mm -hmm. If you you can be broke, like once upon a time I was broke. I had when I say no money, I told you that I was bumping train or jumping over the train. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <to> the <laughs> they don't play over there with the London Underground. I know. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got yeah. you got a prison over that kind of. Control. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, it's like a, it's everything's mentality, and you can be broke from you adopt that mentality to what you're putting your time into, the kind of things you're researching, what are you watching every day? Mm -hmm. um, what are you spending your time doing? Slowly but gradually, you're gonna you're gonna raise. So I always say to people, when you change your mentality, you change your life. That's yeah. it. That's, That's a fact. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, That's a fact. I agree. Speaking of influence, man, what's your thoughts on Takachi 69 Because oh. him and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> 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 we gonna get to my man's side and man. talk about him and Nicki Minaj. L listen, Bro, you not gonna make me end up on something <laughs> um, un unbelievable. Last <laughs> week, while celebrating his victory with Nicki Minaj, Six Nine went on a rant. Didn't I tell you? He starts screaming the N word. Takashi began. Takashi began celebrating on the clip on on Instagram, talking about I can't be blackballed. You you in. You know, the N-word. Uh -huh. I can't be blackballed. Y'all try to blackmail me. Look at me now. I'm number one. He then starts to go in on a few other rappers. And number one on the on the debut. He was the number one debut on the Billboard Top 100. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. He, then, right. he then proceeds to go on a few rappers that he claims had his name in their mouth that never went number one. Okay. So he names Meek Mill for once. <laughs> uh -huh. He says, Meek Mill. You never you've been in the game almost ten years. Never went number one. He says, "Future, you got a lot of songs with Drake, my friend. Never went number one." He went on Little Dirk, G Herbo, and uh, what's this other guy's name? I can't even pronounce it right. He went on. He went in on those MCs, and he went bragging. Just bragging, going on, talking about he's going on a seven-day rant, and anybody who don't like it better unfollow him now. And he made history. And he made history. Right. But he also made history falling from the number one <laughs> in two weeks, down from one to th number 34. And we haven't seen him on the internet since. What's going on, 6ix9ine? And Nikki, question for you: Why are you defending his behavior? Yeah, that's crazy. So how did how did how did London react to Takachi Six Nine, man? Because over here, people, you know, there's a lot of mixed emotions. A lot of people like just don't like him no more and all them kind of things. I say this year. Uh -huh. I know it's a topic. It's a I just blacklist this guy, man. I don't want to talk about him now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's good. Yeah. I, I, obviously, he's always going to be 6'9". You know, right now he's got all this following. He's he's making all this money. Come out of prison. From all, there's there's different... You have to break it down, yeah? Look, he's saying that he's screaming the M-word. I've had a problem with that from the beginning. Yes. From facts. the beginning, yeah? Yes. I don't even like hearing black people say it no more. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. I've elevated my, my way of thinking and my understanding of the word. And I don't even like hearing black people say it no more. So when you're seeing him say it, and you see when the, this whole Black Lives Matter thing was going on, yeah? I went, I went on his page because I used to follow him. I said, let me see if this guy said anything to see if he's supporting the movement. Mm, yeah. He ain't said, said nothing, but he's still there screaming, nigga this, nigga, or an N-word this, N-word that. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't like the way he was moving, so I unfollowed him. I don't want to support that kind of behavior. That's what's up. Um, so, 
after that, I'm seeing all these other things. Then I'm seeing Nicki Minaj. I unfollowed Nicki Minaj as well. Wow. Because I'm just like, you know what it is? Because I follow people That's real. Who, are, who I'm supporting. I think it's a support mechanism. Yeah. I rate people who have come up. I don't. I might not agree with everything they do. You know, um, six nine in the beginning, I was following him. Yeah. He's entertaining. He's very yeah. entertaining. Yeah. Right. I didn't agree with him saying the N word and things like that, but he was very entertaining. And uh, again, when you go to certain parts in America, a lot of Puerto Ricans and a lot of they say. That's true. You get what I'm saying? With him, I took a bit more offense because he he wasn't trying to support no movement. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Not that not that you have to post about it or anything like that. But when that situation came about, he was very quiet. But he's quick to call other people the N word yes. when he's degrading them. I don't like that. Nice. Talking about future and how have you ever been number one? Meatball, have you ever been number one? But he don't want to ever give props to the people that bought him food. That's he right. snitched, yeah. He snitched. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. It's real. That's a hundred percent. We don't have this in London either. We don't. He, he snitched, yeah. And his thing was this: cool. These people done this to me. These people done that to me. But at the same time, you was portraying that you're living that lifestyle. So if you're portraying that you're living that lifestyle, <laughs> he said he's staying in the lifestyle. <laughs> but but Anthony, but Anthony, you gotta. But one thing too, did you see? The video when he first got out of jail, that troll video with the rainbow hair, with the mouse, the giant rat, with the wig, the man. Like no, that's that's that was a uh, he wasn't Uber. in jail like no, that. but I'm I mean, just he's a solitary, right? Yeah, I'm just part. talking about with, with him look doing doing that. Yeah, he's mocking that gives. Yeah. Don't you think that gives the youth a bad um, way of thinking? Where it's like, well, you yes. know what? I can do dirt on the street, and I'm gonna go yeah. tell and be like Takashi, and I'm gonna get on get a record deal. You see, like it's all mind control. Absolutely. And that's the that's the biggest problem I had with it. If you are living a lifestyle, you need to know that there's consequences <laughs> for your actions. Plain and simple. Don't be going around screaming, oh yeah, this person and you're screaming Treyway and then the next thing you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. When things go wrong, yeah. When things go wrong, you're you're switching. Now because he... you wasn't switching when you're calling them people for help. Yes, when you're sure. for help. <laughs> I'm in trouble. I need protection. But then now he was crying according to Fifty hey, Cent. Did you see? You're did... crying like a bitch. Well, this, this situation gets me mad because people are there saying, "Oh yeah, but these people did this to him. These people did that to him. Yeah, but I could understand if they were bullying him. They kidnapped him, and he didn't have no say. He was a free man. He was making money, yes. screaming their name. Yes, he was using them as protection when he was getting himself in problems. He was acting gangster. Yes. He was doing all these things, yeah. So when things go wrong now, you want to start snitching. You're a pussy. So I don't want to talk like that. No, that's it. That's it. I don't want to lie. No, no, that's no, it. No, 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 Look up to anyone. They look up to me. They look up to anyone that's in the public eye. So when you get this idiot, this this little child, he's a child. <laughs> when you get a child, yeah, doing all these things and Danny's hair and all, and doing all these things, you get other little idiots looking up to him, saying, "Yeah, we can do it too." That is a jewel. Yeah, that's why. You got I, what I'm saying? Did you Stop. see how? Could you see how fast he ran? Uh, did you see that clip where where the girl? Accidentally took a picture of him taking pictures on the oh, back on the balcony, yeah, yeah. and then it, and then when that went yeah. viral, all they these people move. started showing up yeah. to the apartment complex, and, and they got his ass out of here. He had to go, man. Mm-hmm. But that's enough for him, man. You know what I'm saying? But go ahead, yeah, Dad. And that's why I reached out to you and, tra- and wanted you on here because <laughs> I know <laughs> that I follow you, and I said, yeah. uh, for a while I was like, and I talked to you know Danielle so far, I was like. 
you don't tap dance. And that's the number one thing I respect about you as an athlete and just as a man. I was just like, that's what we don't, that's why we invite people up. You know, we don't invite everybody up. He ain't worried about Takashi anyway. He ain't worried about Takashi anyway. You seen that bag work he was doing on that bag? Yeah, it was. The one I saw with him, he went a minute straight. A minute straight. You need to train all these all these guys. Watch your mouth. Oh boy. I'm about to go on a diet, man. <laughs> anyway, you know what I'm saying? So, so Anthony, man, we had a part of our show, man, that we call Swish It Edition, man. So we play yeah. some un- unheard of music, and we play okay. some mainstream music, and we go around the table, and we basically say, we going to switch that or we going to dish it. And I seen you Love switch that, that three-point shot for some money the other day. So I know you got a little jump shot. You know what I mean? Got some pounds. Give me more money. <laughs> Give me more money. <laughs> so, J.O.J., what we got on the list? The open, the open era. Opioid era? Oh, opioid era, sorry. Pre-game freestyle. Let's go. Yeah. Nah, that's not it. But that's that Pharaoh March. Style P, you can let that rock. For my faculty threes, for all the M3s racing across the traffic. Square one, we're back again. I'm about to lose control. What up? Please ease my soul. I'm gonna kick me again. They're burning crucifixes on my lawn again. They wanna hang a nigga like an ornament. It's tormenting. Morning over yesterday, still yawning inside of a tournament. I can't win. Shout out to Pharaoh March. That was Pharaoh March and Styles P. It's called Same Ish, Different Toilet. And as you can tell, the topic was about slaves being hung and, you know what I'm saying, him fighting against Klansmen and stuff like that. So, Anthony, since you're the guest judge on the show, you swishing that or you dishing that? I'm switching that. Swishing that. That's what I'm, that's talking, what I'm, I'm talking about. That. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of tune. It wasn't. It wasn't commercial, but it had a good message, and the beat was cold. Yes. The beat yeah. was cold. That is I'm, a fact. I'm switching that as well. Daz, what you doing with that? The nose hunter is going to switch that. Okay. Zao, what you doing with that? Three-pointer. Word up. The beard yeah. when it's switching. Now, when the beat was fire. Yeah. J.O.J., what you yeah, doing I'm gonna with that? Yeah, I'm going to switch that. I'm going to switch that. All right. So you going to get to that opioid era now? Yeah, I got it now. All right. Let's go, <laughs> Jay. Spin that. Spin yeah. that. These old niggas is comedy. You should kneel, kiss my ring, show me homage. G, I'm cut from a different fabric. I'm a different cloth. Huh? We wrong call. Huh? 
get you knocked off. This rap shit cool and all. I'm a fool and all with the tool and all. Your best bet to move along. Get pulled out of that steel draw down at the mall. Mama singing that sad song. Can we all get along? Shame on a nigga for trying to run game on a nigga. Have rust on his gun, death on his trigger. You can spook the mother niggas with that one body. Platinum Tony caught the Rico before Takashi and Shotty. We can play these little games if you're willing to play. I keep a can of players. That's the clean the wood on the cake. I was mob tied before I got the call from Drake or OVO. We was at the table bagging dope. Hit it two more times so they don't overdose. Don't tell me about drugs. Drugs are they self. Never had my hands out. Never asked for help. Nigga sat down with your buttons and now we feeling this self. self, self, self. Oh. Shout out to the opioid era, man. Virginia. You know what I mean? Anthony, what you doing with that? You switching out of this now and parting the N-words. I know you we just spoke about not yeah, playing yeah. the N-words. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the music, man, is the music. You know what I mean? The music What's the music, your thoughts? Buddy. You switching know what? I'll switch it. Uh-huh. I'll switch it. I like, I like the, um, the flow. He has some good punchlines in there as well. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll switch that, man. I'll switch that. That's what's up, man. I'm switching that as well. Dez, what you doing with that? Return of the boom bap. I'm switching Return it. of uh. the boom bap. Zai, what you doing switching with that? Switching that, definitely. Definitely switching that. You heard that track? All right. Yeah, J.O.J., what you doing that, with that? Man, we'll switch that. And we got one more, right? Yeah, Conrad, right? Conway the Machine. Front lines. Got it? Yep. Let's go. Your favorite rappers wanna be me I do they streaming numbers with the vinyl and the CD Selling more, you know I'm in the toy When you see me, you see me Got the lamb in my name like CD I put food in the oven and I ain't talking CD That blue magic had a junkie shooting like 3D My neck look 3D Cause S sitting next to the VV My bitch the prettiest next to Re-Ring See me feeding the homeless I needed these moments I'm a boss, not just a rapper I don't see no opponents A nigga hating that he just Caught in the heat of the moment Probably cause that 650 He see me and I own it I can move a pie raw Since Buff had the Aurora With the suicide doors My bro cut a nigga upstate They threw him five more That grimy rap in the game Tell me who provide more The machine nigga All my niggas outside They outside All my niggas outside We outside If it's pressure then we gon' slide Hope you got your gun You know I got mine This pressure, then we gon' slide. All my niggas outside, they outside. All my niggas outside, my niggas outside. outside. Yeah, doing 40 flat. My nigga took his time like a G, and that's a fact. Yeah. Always in good spirits when he hit me on the jack. Why you so called real niggas celebrating rats? Going on YouTube, running up these niggas' views. Can't be on both sides, my nigga, you gotta choose. Got niggas try to justify the shit in all his interviews. And the niggas in the comments say they would've did it. Uh-huh. I just seen a video on the news I couldn't believe nah. Another racist cop kill a nigga and get the lead okay. He's screaming I can't breathe Cop ignoring all his pleas Hands in his pocket leaning on his neck with his knees Cracker invent the laws That's why the system is flawed Cops killing black people on camera and don't get charged We ain't taking no more We ain't just pressing record Can't watch you kill my brother You won't have to kill us all Just cause he's from the ghetto That don't mean he's selling crack He's driving home from work You 
pull him over cause he black Think he gang banging cause he got dreads and a few tats He reached for his ID, think he reaching for a strap He get out, put his hands up and he still getting clapped What if he try to run, you just gonna shoot him in his back What if it was my son, I wonder how I'm gonna react I bet I'm finna run up in this precinct with this mask, 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 mask. Mm. Yeah, I, I had to let that go because it had yeah. a message. What's your thoughts on yeah. that? You switching edition that? I'm 100 percent switching. <laughs> the only thing I would say now, the only the only thing I would say yeah, a little bit of criticism yeah, is yeah. that because the song was so, the verses were so fire yeah. Yes, they needed a better chorus. The chorus yes. needed to be more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that could have went commercial. That, yeah. that, 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 that was a tune. Shout out but to definitely Anthony, switch. The chorus, I like Anthony, the chorus, yeah. man. He's a I producer like on the low. Yeah, we're on the low, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to get us some of your people's music out there, too, man, so yeah, we can we play it on the station, man. Contact. You know what I mean? Nah, definitely. Definitely, definitely, yeah, what definitely. you doing with that, Des? I'm swishing it. I'm, I, I agree with the chorus, though. It was a little dry. Yeah. 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 Left hand. I'm switching that. You know where I live with that. Yeah. I almost kidding. was going to dish that, but the second <laughs> verse got me. Yeah. And I'm switching that. The second nah, verse the second was powerful. Verse. Yeah, yeah, the second verse was powerful. Bro. That's why I said let it rock, because I knew that first verse, people were like, nah, get that out of here. But the second <laughs> verse. Nah, the beat was hard. Yeah, yeah. The, the second verse had a message in it, man, and that's what it's about, yeah. man. It's about the message and the music. And I, like Anthony said, man, we got to, you know, tone down the N-word a lot, man. Stop using it, yeah. Stop using it because we only give it power. You know what I mean? That's but, a fact. Um, so, Anthony, man, we come to the point of our show where it's the end, man. We appreciate you for yes, staying sir. on with yes, us, sir, man. man. One of the best guests so far, man. You go down in bars and hoops, <laughs> right For real. You know what I mean? Des, clean um, up. Like I said, you know, you know, thank you very much. Um, thank you to yourself and Danielle for, you know, Coming and um, showing love to us. Shout know? out to Dan. Sorry about love. the little early technical difficulties. I was like, oh, here, like yeah. Instagram. I'm like, he said, yo, there's no UK link. I'm like, what? The UK number? I'm like, what? You know, you know, I'm a Virgo, so I get anxiety. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. And I start sweating when I get nervous. I'm over here like, damn. I'm trying to only when you get nervous. Only when you get nervous. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, can I just say this though? Yeah? Yes, sir. I, I, you, you've never heard me say this on the interview before. This is probably the best show I've been on. Wow. Thank you, man. Thank you. you. Thank you. We appreciate that. We appreciate you, brother. This is the realest, the best put together. Look, you're all there on your... This is the best show I've been on. That means a lot, man. That means a lot to us. I've enjoyed myself as well. We're going to... So we, we're going to um, definitely we're going to stay in contact with you because we want to we want you back on too. You know, I'll be back on anytime. Anytime, oh, and tell, Thank you, brother. And tell uh, Kieran. I'm coming back to the UK, and I want that work again. <laughs> and um, I want to stare down with Tunde. Tunde, Tunde definitely is very, very entertaining. Um, but yes. definitely, um, we definitely want to support your brand. You know, Love. Yes. We, we're for you at Bars and Hoops Radio. Yes, you know, sir. you had a, like many athletes. You know, shot us down and was like, ah, yeah, yeah, whatever. You guys yeah. are not on. You know, they wanted them other type of shows yeah. where they just get you know exposed and all that stuff. But we're not about yeah, that. Yeah, we're about yeah. the community. And um, definitely here to support other black brands, other black, you know, um, athletes yes. and public figures. So yes. I'll definitely stay in touch with you. I'm already following. At, we yes, have Boston Hoops. We'll be following you. That's right. And can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yes. On social media. Um, Instagram will be Mr. Anthony Yard. Um, most, most of my other socials are, are all pointed from there anyway. So, yeah, it's just basically my name in it and the brand Anthony Yard. Lions in the cup. Lions, Lions in the cup. <laughs> the ghosts in the darkness. Let's Yo, man, Anthony, man, thank you again for checking in with us, man. We'll definitely keep in touch with you, man. Salute. Most definitely. And, and we wish you the best on everything yes. that you got moving forward. You yes. know what I mean? Appreciate it, brother. Yes, sir.
Lions you too, man. All right, right, man. You got it. Later. All right. So, fellas, right. pop, man. You got to get to that good word, man. Ah. And we're going to let JOJ take us out of here. All right. Let's go. So, the good word of the week. Let's go. It's going to be. It is during our darkest moments that we must focus to see the light. Hey. Meaning. Yes. That's that's actually yes. pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> that's yes. that's so we had a little more on that. Word that's preach. <laughs> okay. Preach. It is during our darkest moments that we must focus to see the light. I've actually read Anthony Yard's story recently yes. about yes. the passing of your grandmother and your father. Yes. And you know, I definitely understand. Um that's I'm I'm guessing that's when you see the best light is when you're in your darkest moment. Oh, and that goes for everybody out here, man. Just when you're in your darkest moment, sometimes you just gotta put everything to the side and yeah. focus on what you really want and go for it. Talk that talk. Talk, talk, talk that talk. So on Tunnel that note, Steals the Great, Pop the Bearded Let's One. Let's get it. Zah Flair, yes, sir. Des Webb, True Peace. and DJ J O J. We are Bars and Hoops Radio, and we're signing off. Peace to Anthony Yard. You're now tuned in to Bars and Hoops Radio. I don't want to hurt nobody. We just came here to party. See a few dames, exchange some names. I'm a top shot, the kid, stay in your lane. The cop shot, the kid, same old same. Pour out a little liquor, champagne for pain. Slap boxing in the street. Crack the hydrant in the heat. Cop cars on the creek, doing their roundups. We just watch for the sweet. Yeah, it's hotter than July. It's the summer when it's die. It's the summer when it's ride. Together we'll be strong, but forever we divide. So y'all are blowing my high. Type of this. Followed by the wine licking, dropping like I ain't thinking. With my hands it lies flicking, let the lies sinking. On the way to hope is one of the lives. Black kids brown. How in the hell the parents gonna bury their own kids, not the other way around? Reminds me of Emmett Till. Let's remind them why Cat Mills. Stay tuned up and down your timeline. This fake news, people, is all lying. Money is being made when a mom cries. Won't be satisfied till we all die. Tell me who do we call to report crime? If 911 doing a drive by, it's certain things I can't abide by. I ain't being extreme, this is my side.